Warning, the following content may contain elements that are not suitable for some audiences. Viewer discretion is advised. Live from NYC, human suplex machine, the one and only king. They stream it and they scream, it's the Taz Show. Everybody hacking, everybody just wants more with the action. Hip-hop Jones got the music blasting, better watch out, it's all he's asking. Over like Rover, he keeps it real, he's no joker. Original, he's no poser, no competition, he's the owner. There I'm moving speakers closer, cause it's time to tune in to the Taz Show. All right, all right. What they say is, you know, happy Friday. That's what they say. I don't really give a rat ass, rat ass about that. Welcome to the Taz Show, Friday edition. Going to have a fun, a uh, thought-filled entertainment two hours coming at you. Big show, big show. Zero guest on the show. Typical MO. Besides the cast of the Taz show. Now I'm going to start calling them cast. C-A-S-T. That means they're going to need a race. It's not that means they have like big time actors. Acting! Welcome to the show. Maybe you're listening live at uh, TazShow.com. Thank you for that. Or maybe you're listening live at the Radio.com app. If you're doing that, it's much appreciated. Thank you so much. Maybe you listen to the audio on demand. Which is on Spotify or iTunes or Play.it or TuneIn. Anyway, you're doing that, it's much appreciated. Thank you for supporting the show. Maybe you're checking out the VOD also or the live video at TazShow.com. TazShow.com is your main hub, hub for the Taz Show. For live programming, for canned, taped program, give you a real inside baseball term there, canned very inside baseball production term so Taz Show T-A-Z-S-H-O-W dot com is your place uh, in this episode I will uh, basically get in depth with you all listening to the show if you want to call in you can do that and I'll give you the number in a second even though the lines are jammed right now even though I'm having a hard time seeing the communication on who's actually on hold so we need to work on that uh But, um, yeah, we're going to talk in depth here in this episode about the Superstar Shake-Up that's happening this Monday on Raw in regards to the SmackDown roster and the Raw roster. So we're going to do that here in this episode for sure. And if you want to call the show, it's a very, very, very simple process. Attention hotline fans. All you got to do is dial an 866-475-2948. That's 866-475-2948. 4752948. And before I go forward here, I want to say a little house cleaning real quick. A couple things. Number one, thank you to Chef Mike. Uh, Chef Mike. Uh, Chef Mike, you know, he did the right thing as usual. And him and his crew at Boilermakers downtown here in New York City, they made sure, they made sure that uh, basically that we got enough food here. And I appreciate the food. I appreciate the love we all do here for my team. This crew here, these people I work with, they don't make a lot of money. So it's very difficult for them. They're starving on a regular basis. So they kind of ration these meals that they get from Chef Mike throughout the week. They freeze them. They avoid Dennis. They keep them away from the producer of the show because he steals all the food. He's a bully. 
He's like that big football player kid in the yard that's an offensive tackle that just steals everyone's food. Welcome to the show, the audio producer and the creative genius of the show, the <laughs> production guru himself, the biz dev guy, as we call him. Yes, his name is the Dennis Jones. Some call him the lumber slunker, lumber jobber. I call him the lumberjack. Timber! Welcome to the show. Good moment. Thank you. Why are you stealing everyone's food? There's reports that no, you it's are not reports. That it's confirmed. I can I can there confirm that reports, I steal. And I don't understand why you would do this. And you know, poor Shay, he's not a big guy. Well, otherwise known as Cowboy. Cowboy. And I saw him tussling with you over a burrito this morning. I mean, it's National Burrito Day. I think today or yesterday, one day was. Yesterday was. And you're fighting with with, with, with Cowboy over over a burrito. Cowboy, you can't win. Just give him the food. See, and I told Cowboy, I said, "Look, Chef Mike is gracious enough to bring food on Fridays. Yes, most most it's of the time. All, it's not every Friday, though. I've been uh, noticing what's going. On. I'm just, I don't want to be that guy, but I'm just telling you, it's not every Friday. Don't just throw that out there. Like, no, I said know. most Fridays. Listen, your main squeeze in life is a, is Anthony. We know that. Uh, okay, that's your main squeeze. I, I would like to think a sandwich is my main squeeze. Well, okay, squeeze two for you <laughs> is Anthony. Squeeze three is Chef Mike. Let's be honest." Yeah, that's a fair that's a fair lineage. Right. Where do I fall in the squeeze? I'm way down, like in the twenties, right? <laughs> uh I'll give you late teens. You're a sleeper pick. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So thanks to Chef Mike for bringing the food. And speaking of you, Dennis, uh, I'd like to know why did you lie to me and my audience? About? You know what about. I actually do not. You can't figure out what I'm talking about. Why did you lie? Is this food <laughs> food related? Nope. Um It's not food related. By the way, the phones are flaring like a pack of hemorrhoids right now. Seriously. That, I mean, it's got to be cold screening room. I mean, the Cowboys got to be having a hard time in there. It's nuts. I mean, they're, they're jammed up right now. Jammed up. You know what I mean? So, uh, no, I'm pissed off at you. Okay. Why did you lie to me and my audience? I want to know. I'm curious as to what I lied about. The shirt. Oh, no, no, I didn't. No, oh, no, no, no. Oh, your shirt? Your, your, Oh, you have it under the other shirt? No, I would. Dude, I gotta free up some of these lines. They're, they're, there's lights everywhere. <laughs> My God. As the biz dev guy, I will work on getting the phones fixed. <laughs> it's a crazy call screen to room. Where's your shirt, bro? I said I said I. Why I, are you not wearing the shirt? I'm not sorry. Oh, I apologize God. for nothing. Why are you not wearing it? I said I would wear it some point within the week, and this was Wednesday's show. I said I wasn't going to wear it on Thursday because that would I would. That's a terrible Dude, look. You said you were going to wear it today. I don't. You did. You said today. Not today. That's, that's what you said. I'm telling you. I think my words were misconstrued. I don't think I did. <sighs> you are. Gr- drastically affecting your income and your profit on these shirts. I'm just telling you that right now. People are wearing the shirts, though. Yeah, but you, 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 if they don't see you wearing it, they're not going to buy it. I'll I'm tell you what. I'm helping you so much here. I will put the Lumberjack stamp of approval Monday. Mm. Did you hear about the percentage with these shirts? Uh, see, <laughs> what I was told was one percentage. I feel like I'm going to get a different number from you. <laughs> well, this, well, because... The percentage that I get from you... The VIG. The VIG, as we would call it, was never discussed. Yeah. Privately or publicly. Correct. 
So what better place than now? Hey. Maybe we need a poll. Uh, we need people to see what percentage of your income on your shirt should Taz take. 1%? We'll range from 1% to 100%. And there's only four options. So we'll go so 1%. Quick. No, we'll go 25%. Ooh, <laughs> stiff already. We'll go. I, your face is like, oh, What if I just, <laughs> <laughs> what if I just you give you the shirts? <laughs> so we can go 25%. We can go uh, 50%. This is my percentage. Some people think you should make zero profit on this. I'm just letting you know that. That's what some people think. Those people. You people! I don't agree with it. I think you should get some sort of percentage. I mean, it was your line. It was your line. I'm not sorry. I apologize for nothing. But the rest of it was all me. Let's be honest. Yes, the development guy did a phenomenal job. I I love the shirt. It's a great cool color shirt. scheme. It's, a cool shirt. What was it? it's forest green and Vegas gold, I believe. It's a forest. Sometimes with some some color schemes would say an emerald green, but I would say it's a forest green. Ties forest in, ties into the lumberjack theme. Obviously, this is where I go. Why is Travis Darno wearing a crown on uh, TV right now? That's all another story. Why is he wearing a crown, bro? Do you have any idea? Is from the Mets? Baseball teams have those quirky. That's a little soft. I got to be honest. They do that thing where, like, the what player. What kind of a person will wear a crown on national TV? You got to be on a grown ass man. You got to be an imbecile. Whoever would do something like that? I could think of a couple guys. A crown? A plastic kitty crown? Fit for a king? Mm-mm-mm. That's ridiculous. All right, so. Uh, yeah, I was. Uh, yeah, well, Dennis is not wearing a shirt. Phone lines are jammed. Well, Dennis is wearing a shirt. He's just not wearing. <laughs> yeah, please tune into the video. I am wearing a shirt. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah we don't want to scare him away. No offense. Uh, Tez, you had the lowest numbers possible. Did you mention by any chance Dennis shirtless? <laughs> yeah, actually, I did. I knew it the second it came out of my mouth. I was screwed. Uh, there he is. Yeah. All right. So the Mets. Uh, yeah, my Mets, my New York Mets. They beat the Braves. A little baseball news here. You know, a little. little you know, I have to give you a little. It's the season. You know what I mean? And uh, you know, being that the uh, the lumberjack can't handle his job, I, I will, oh boy, handle his job. I will have to do his job. So it's just the way things go here. Damn, son, where'd you find this one? So anyway, um, <laughs> dude, I, I'm over here getting ready to talk baseball. Hold on, don't, don't, no, look at me. I want your eyes on me. Okay, why are why are you worried about sitting there acting like you're Don Imus? Like you're, you're, all, 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 all of a sudden, you're freaking you know radio host Jones, you're Howard Stern. All of a sudden, like, what, what is Ivers. the deal? I mean, really, none of that Serious. is true. No, but like you know, I'm trying to talk baseball here. I should have some nice baseball music under me, but no. Six to two. Okay, on to other news. <laughs> No, 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 no. Uh, Matt Harvey, he looked good, man. He lost weight, man. Did you see any of the game? I flipped it because uh, I, I, as a Yankee fan, I do enjoy Harvey. I think he's he's got the right attitude. He's got that. Yeah, I like Harvey. I mean, some people say I he's mean, a little bit of a heel. Oh, that's what I love about. I him. do too. Is that he's kind of standoffish. He's to himself. He's a winner. He's a winner, bitches. That's what winners do. They have no friends. Winners. A horrible statement. He lost. How much weight did he lose, dude? They said he lost around twenty pounds. He looks good. I predict by August he'll blow up again. 
he'll gain more weight, and he'll be like, he'll be like Chubby Cologne. What's his name? Bart. Bart Cologne. Yeah, Big Chub. Big Chubs. <laughs> Big Chubs, yeah. That's so, a good nickname. Another baseball news. Uh, what's his name? The catcher from uh, uh, Yadia, uh, Yadia Molina for Cardinals, right? Cardinals Angels. Cardinals. Cardinals. See what happened with him, bro? The ball stuck to his chest protector. He was looking for a ball. It was like a foul tip. I don't remember what happened. The ball ended up sticking to the bottom of his chest protector. He couldn't find a ball. The runner advances to first. And then the ref had to call a timeout. Ref, how am I doing football, Jones? The ump had to call a timeout. You know what the... Let me give you a little inside baseball terms. Do you know what umpires are called? Like on-field play? Do you know what the players and coaches and managers call uh, umpires and, and, uh, and stuff like that? Do you know what they call them? Is it a color? Oh! Look at this guy! Is it start with a B, the color? I believe so. Look at you. It's not brown. <laughs> hey, brown! <laughs> hey, come on, brown! <laughs> what do I, UPS or my umpire? What is going on over <laughs> Okay. Um... <laughs> They call him blue, guys. Blue by you. That's what they call the umpire. I'm going back someday. All right, let me get back in track here. Yeah, it's be all over the place. So, anyway, they call him blue. And blue, the home plate umpire. Now, most people don't know that, by the way, about the umpires, about the color. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Anyways, um, yeah, uh, Melinda, he had the ball stuck to the... It's hysterical. It's all over the internet and everything. Had the ball stuck to his uh, to his uh, lower abdomen area of his chest, chest protector, his belly protector. You should wear a chest protector like catchers do when you eat, when you do the show here. I was gonna say I I know the feeling not with baseballs per se, but I've definitely had my fair share of food stuck to me. <laughs> so a chest protector might be a smart bro, move. Bro, it would be great if you really wore a chest protector because if you played baseball, you'd definitely be a catcher. You're the guy with the backwards hat, chubby kid. You know? the, the Hamilton Porter from the Sandlot. Yeah, yeah. No, no. You've watched, like, Bad... Remember Bad News Bears? Yes. The catcher was always, like, the chubby kid. He's, like, a mean kid. Like, you, because you don't apologize for nothing, and you're mean. And you just bully everyone, and you're stealing cowboys. Yeah, the catcher burritos. really gets a bad rap in, in, in all sports movies. Dude, I'll tell you a quick story about baseball. Uh, remember years ago, my son's played Little League. Travel ball. It's a good team, you know? And a lot of those kids are going on to play college baseball that were on that team. And uh, what happens is we had a kid, this shortstop. He was a middle infield, played shortstop, and he played second base. He was great. Also, he was a really good catcher. So I was just one of the coaches. I wasn't a manager. But we had, like I said, it was a travel team. It was like we took it serious. These kids were young, though, but they were legit. You know, I mean, we played all over the place. And um, anyway... This my this my kid right before he transitioned from baseball to lacrosse. So it's probably fifth grade this was. And they were all very athletic. He played up my son. So actually the kids he was playing with were sixth graders. So anyway, this one kid was such a great middle infielder. He was a leadoff batter. He was lightning fast, right? Unbelievable. He's in college now playing baseball. Okay? I don't want to get into his name or where he plays. But anyway, the, our head coach said, our manager, I should say, said, you know what, we're gonna put we'll have him catch. He's the best catcher on the team. I'm like, dude, he's the best everything on his baseball diamond. He goes, no, we're going to make him a catcher. He's very important. The focus out. Now the kids can steal because that's when you could travel ball. Now you can steal bases in Little League. At, at travel ball, some Little Leagues you can't. It's different rules, like different advancement of bases. So I said to their manager, hey, boss, why are you going to take the most athletic kid on your team with the best hands 
and, and the best feet and bury them behind the plate. We got two fat kids on the team we got to put back there. And he said, you're right. And we end up going to the playoffs and lost in the first round. So, uh, <laughs> for a passport. That's all whole story. So, yeah, that's, that's how my insight to baseball. Right there. I just gave it to you. It's unbelievable. I got a little cover for you, bro. The chubby kids did get stuck behind the dish. You got two fat kids put it out there. <laughs> fat kids played catcher and first base. Those yes, were the two. That's true. That's those true. are the two fat kid positions. I don't think that's changed. I got to be honest. Yeah, still, yeah, I think that's stalwarts. <laughs> no, but all kid aside, like the, the, the really good catches, even little league ball or middle school ball or high school ball, you got to be athletic now. But this kid was such a good athlete. We're like, why? This kid is a stud middle infielder. What are we going to bury him? Why are we going to bury him back there? Just give you a little insight to my knowledge on how to coach sports in general. You know what I mean? You look, just look perplexed. Your face. You look like you either have to burp, fart, or you're just very impressed. One or the other. Option definitely, yeah. definitely impressed. Also digesting because Chef Mike. Oh, you guzzled. I got to get to the phones here in a second. Oh, my Lord. I saw you. I, were you eating a back or what was that? I it was actually, a pork, a pork It was item. a That's, thick. Come on. Come on. Please. Yeah. It was a thick, thick. which... Uh, Hold on a second. Did you say thick? Thick. Teach me on this. It is a Taylor ham egg and cheese, T-H-E-C. Are oh, you abusing the E and C in Beck's and sex? Because this is, this is, you're making stuff up now. It's a tech. Taylor ham, T-H. What, 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 why are you no, yeah, no, you're right. Heck. Yeah, tech. Heck. Yeah. What is it? Taylor ham, egg, and cheese. It's a... Uh, no one cares. It's, it's prominent in New Jersey. And <laughs> oh, that means it's over. Okay. It's Whoa. Oh. <laughs> Look, I'll be the first one to hop on board when you, when you dump on Jersey. Please. But Jersey this, is a dump. No disrespect <laughs> to anybody over there. But this, this is the godfather of X. The Beck is... Uh, Dude, what are you talking The Beck is delicious. Stole? What are you talking no, I'm, about? I'm full. You're carved out. That's the problem. The Beck is delicious. The Sec is delicious. The Tech is the godfather. It's a pork roll, also known as Taylor ham. Pork roll. Phenomenal. Chef Mike. Good delicious. job, Mike. Good job, Chef Mike. Test one, too. I mean, you made you make, uh, Dennis happy with food. You could have put sawdust in a straw. The guy would have been happy. <laughs> Yum. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah. Uh, uh, Charles on Long Island, you were on the Taz show. How can I help you? Hey, Taz. How's it going today? How you doing, Charles? Are you having a good day? Yeah. We'll see what happens. <laughs> you know what I mean? uh, first, I need to make a statement so that all your listeners can hear this. Okay, go ahead. F. Brady. F. Brady, I agree with you, sir. Did he take the balls and order the equipment <laughs> guy to uh, alter them? I'm assuming you are a Jet fan. Giant fan. Okay, that's close enough. They're both <laughs> in Jersey, enough. let's be honest. All right, Charles. So I love how you put over the football and the baseball. Mm. You're more than just wrestling. Yes. Everybody should know that. Damn right. Now, but I have a question <laughs> for you, Charles. So yes, sir. you're a Long Island guy. Have you did you grow up on Long Island? You grew up in one of the other boroughs. What's your story? Suffolk County. All right, so you're a straight Suffolk County, straight Long Island guy, but you grew up a giant fan. Is that is this true? Yes, sir. 
I, you know, it, it always, it's mind-boggling for me, Charles, that people from Long Island, you know, that were born, I was not born on Long Island, I wasn't raised there either, I live there now, but, mm-hmm. and it's perplexing that all the years that the Jets were at Hofstra, and, and Dennis, you could jump in here, that the Jets were at Hofstra, which is, for those that don't know, is in Nassau County, Long Island is two counties, Nassau and Suffolk, Charles lives in yeah. Suffolk, so, so the deal is, I don't understand how true Long Island folks become Giant fans and why you would not be a Jet fan. It's just a little weird to me. I grew up watching that defense in the 80s. Oh, the best with Lawrence Taylor, Harry Carson, Jim Bird at Nose Guard. Please, I'll hit you with names. Oh, I loved it. The I best. It. You had uh, you know, Brad Van Pelt. Yeah, hey, 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 you remember Brad Van Pelt, number 10 outside linebacker? Yes. Come on, please. I wasn't even a Giant fan. I'll school anybody. I'm ready to go. <laughs> You're a genius, Taz. Well, well yeah, some say I am. <laughs> Except for my bosses here. That's all another story. Uh, what else is up, Charles? Uh, before I get to my question, I just want to put over, uh, your son made the top 100 lacrosse players of Long Island. Uh, yes, thank you for mentioning that. He actually also, thank you, I appreciate that. He was in the top 100 for Newsday, and he also made top 50 for News 12 Varsity. I don't I want to brag, but uh, he, he made top 50 also in a different uh, with News 12. So, yes, but thanks for bringing that up, Charles. Okay. The, what I wanted to ask was I just saw you and Sabu versus the Malenko brothers. Yes. And then I was watching matches of Joe Malenko. Did you guys, first, did you ever do one-on-one wrestling in a uh, match with you and him? Okay, and go ahead. Is chain wrestling dead? Chain wrestling's not dead. I mean, if you watch 205 Live, you'll see a lot of it, Charles. And thanks for calling, bro. Uh, as far as Joe Malenko, I never wrestled Joe. I, Joe, I first met Joe Malenko with his brother Dean in Japan. Uh, when we were in Japan, that was the uh, first time I met both Malenkos. And I was, I might have tagged against Joe and Dean. I don't, maybe I did. I can't remember now. I never wrestled Joe one-on-one. Joe was very underrated. Um, he was great. He was just as good as Dean. It's just that his career, you know, I, I can't remember why he let, I think he, has, he got into like his real life and, and I think he had kids and he kind of didn't want to travel as much and where Dean just kind of flourished onto the business. Joe kind of left, but Joe was definitely a guy that a lot of people don't know of Joe Malenko, but he was great. He was a great, great talent. He had great success in Japan. Um, you know, he was tremendous. Joe Malenko was definitely a tremendous, tre- tremendous worker. No doubt about that. Um, I haven't heard his name in a long time. But, yeah, so everybody knows Dean, but, but Joe was a guy that just did great stuff. Um, good guy, too. Really good guy. Because they had done a bunch of tours in Japan. I was on my, I was probably on my second tour, so they were, like, way more advanced than me as far as experience to the culture in Japan. So both Joe and Dean helped me a lot there and stuff, so uh, I got to say that. <clears throat> they were both good guys. <clears throat> so I, I remember one day just trying to find a gym. I'm walking around the streets. Tokyo, just looking for a weight room. I'm not kidding. I had like a day off. Because you have no car. You don't rent a car. Now, at this point, you didn't speak really any Japanese? I kind of spoke monkey. That's what we call it. When you try to speak Japanese, you try to, no, you just kind of like, uh, it's hard to do to explain how monkey, but we call it monkey. It's, it's, it's when American guys go to Japan, wrestlers, and you talk like slow to Japanese people. And I'll try to give you, I'm not that good at it, but I'll try to give you an example of it. Like, I haven't done it in years. Like, <clears throat> like if, you want, if you're walking up to some guy in the street that looks like maybe he's physically fit, and you want to ask him, um, where, the, where is there a gym to lift weights? 
So you approach this guy on the corner, you know, in the middle of Tokyo. And you go up to him and you would normally say, excuse me, sir, where can I find a gym with weights to lift weights, something like that? And monkey is, you go up to him, see my say, muscles, lift, 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 lift. That's monkey. Yeah, that's basically uh, Yeah. Now lift, lift, muscles, muscles, lift, lift. Yeah. What's the success rate? One in twenty? That the twentieth guy is like, Oh, you want Jim. Jim, <laughs> ah, Jim, hi. Uh yeah, no, see the way it works is like and with the Japanese wrestlers, they work us to no end because they act like they don't speak English. <laughs> and then you approach them in like a you know, backstage or when you first meet them, because usually in separate locker rooms, and then you start talking monkey to them and they don't they don't let you off the hook. They want you to keep talking, monkey, and you feel like an idiot. Oh yeah, yeah. I'll try to think of different monkey chatters. Yeah, it's pretty funny actually. So, um, yeah, it was nice. I got to bring my son up though. I don't like to be braggadocious. No, you've you've mentioned off air how I don't. How well, I have did to you, Probably. but you 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 aren't braggadocious and you don't like to bring it up. So it was nice of that caller. Yeah, very nice. So it's, it's a big uh, accomplishment by him because Long Island's a hotbed, so there's a lot of great lacrosse players, high school, you know, varsity players and JV players that are tremendous, that are all a lot of D1 committed, a plethora of D1 committed. So for him to make that, uh, both list, both of those lists, I'm very proud of. Because there, But there are some kids that aren't on those lists that are really good that should be. I mean, so... You know, it, there's a lot of things involved, but you got to play like different high-level tournaments, and you got to be seen. You know, over years, it's your body of work. It's not just one game. You know what I mean? That's not how it works. It's your body of work. So, but anyway, enough of that. Um, so uh, it was interesting. Though. We got to go to break soon here, and then we're gonna, on the other side of break. We're going to talk about the superstar uh, shakeup. We'll get into that in a second. Right now, I want to talk to uh, Marshall the Jew in Michigan. Uh, that is your name that you wanted to be called. I am not a racist. Hello, Marshall. Hey, how you doing? Good, Marshall. You did. I just want to clarify. You did say this was your name, Marshall the Jew, correct? Oh, of course. Okay, I just want to make sure. So you're stealing Seth's oh, yeah. gimmick. You're stealing Seth's gimmick. Oh no, no, no. Well, we'll see. Me and, me and Seth know how to pick up Jewish girls more than anybody what else. What the hell? So. All right. Well, I hear you. <laughs> I, I do personally know Seth. I mean, how, how do you pick up Jewish girls? I, I think Seth with, might with be a broom and, with a uh, with a broom and a dustpan. Oh jeez. <laughs> All right, how can I help you, buddy? For one, I had to say from the desk. Dude, don't do this. Listen, uh, hold on. Marshall, Marshall, you can't do that. Come on, stop. All right, continue now, please. I'm Jewish, though. I'm allowed to. <laughs> I know, but just don't do that here no more, please. All right, guy, what's up? <laughs> uh, Dennis, uh, in the words of Yamaguchi son, I choppy choppy, yo, woody woody. <laughs> Please no. I don't want to say that to you forever, but I figured Father McFondles would actually like that. <laughs> so it's uh, like the, what do you call it? You know, like when you, you know, I don't want to get into what, when you're Christian and you're born and it's a boy and, and that, you know, the circum- circumcision. circumcision Jones. And where some people uh, don't get the circumcision. That's correct. Okay. Everything just came to a halt for you, sir. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so I will continue. Yes, and uh, Dennis is a chunky monkey, and he likes Chef Mike Bennett. <laughs> Close. I thought that was great. It was good. Marshall, is there any... That was good. That was good. Marshall, 
Is there anything of substance you'd like to say? Yes. Real quick, uh, for, for fans, like it shows, uh, have you ever noticed that in the front row of, like, pay-per-views and the Raw afters, like, every single month, there's always the same, like, five or six dudes always sitting in the front row. There's a guy with a green shirt with a smiley face. Got a the Met Jersey. Met Jersey Jones. With his mom. Yep. What about the Met Jersey? I mean, I just... Have you? Okay, cool. No, no, I mean, no, like, hold on. No, dude, have you seen the guy with the Met? The, with, with Marshall, Marshall, stop! Please stop talking, sir. Stop! <laughs> I'm speaking! One more word and I'm hanging up on you. <laughs> I am the boss. When I speak, everyone stops talking. Oh, it only happens here. When I'm home, I'm not allowed to talk. Please, let me uh, have my two hours of, of power. So, dude, have you not noticed, to your point, Marshall, the guy at all of these WWE events in the front row with the Mets, New York Mets jersey? How's he get? I don't know how people were tweeting. How's this guy who's in the front row? I don't know. I don't have the answer. You could go. I just now, didn't know if they're like plants or not. No, nah, I don't think they're plants. I don't think they're plants. No, WWE's not. I've never witnessed plant stuff. Well, not that I can remember. Nothing like that. If they're gonna plant someone, it's gonna be for a reason, like a real good reason. I, you got, you got, you know, fifteen thousand people in an arena. You're not gonna have a plant. You know what I mean, Marshall? It makes no sense. Maybe. I don't know. It's just kind of crazy how they have, like, the they call it the WWE family. And there's, like, five or six guys that are always in the front row. Always. And, I mean, they know, Who like, calls Noel them the family? They call, jazz, hold on. They call themselves the family? Yes. They call themselves the WWE family. How do you know this, Marshall? Because uh, there's the one guy named John Glick who I follow on Facebook. And, like, him and Mick Foley's daughter, Noelle. And her boyfriend Frank the Clown and a bunch of other guys—they they all call themselves the WWE family, and they literally all pretty much sit in the same areas for every single pay-per-view. Okay. Well, every that's annoying. That, that, that is annoying, and I don't even want to hear about this ever again, Marshall. Cause it, <laughs> it, it just annoyed me. I'm not, and I don't even notice people, and I'm annoyed. There. What's that? <laughs> I used to know if they knew people, like you know, that they all know like the Triple H or any of those guys in order to get tickets to like stuff like that. It's just kind of, that's why I want to know if they're plants or not. I don't, like, I don't really think work. Triple H, I don't know. I don't think that's the case. I don't think, I know people that um, knew a lot of big power people in the WWE when I was in the WWE. People that were not from the business and would come to events and usually you do not sit in the front row. They don't put you in the front row. They usually put you either behind the announcers or they put you behind, uh, I'm sorry, in front of the hard camera, the main camera. You're usually, you know, that's usually where it's done. They put you behind the announcers for friends and family, usually of the uh, the talent or the front office. And thank you for calling, Marshall. They usually do that because, and I'm going to break after this. They usually do that because they hedge their bets that you're not going to act like a friggin' idiot, being if you're close friends or family to one of the wrestlers or one of the front office people. So they put you behind the announcers so you don't act like a schmuck, you know, and, and that's usually what they do. Or they'll put you in front of the hard camera because, you're, you know, you're not going to look to be on TV. So it kind of sounds weird. They both kind of cancel each other out, but they don't. It's the same but different. Make sense? All right, it does make sense. Okay, great. I'm going to go to break, okay? And then outside of break, I'm going to talk about the shakeup. Superstar shakeup. I need to do this on the Taz show. Taz show shakeup. Actually, it happens every month here. I don't even try. It's a shakeup. I threw up. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Ah, you know, let me tell you something. 
I fell downstairs once, well, twice in my life. I pride myself on being very quick-footed and fleet-footed and athletic. Even in my older age, as I'm getting older, my body's banged up. I'm not in the fine fickle I used to be, but I do still think I have good feet. From an athletic standpoint, I don't think you lose that. And I will say, falling down the steps would suck if you just are wearing socks. I had this happen uh, like a year ago in my house. I have wood steps. And we have some kind of a lacquer on it. It's almost like we covered the steps in ice so they shine. So I take a bump. I think my wife's trying to have me just take a bump and be gone. Maybe, I don't know. No, I but I slipped a little bit and I did like a slow fall down the steps. Well, the problem is I wasn't going into the Masters as the top dog. Dustin Johnson, number one ranked golfer in the world, withdrew before the tee-off. Actually, he went to hole one, I think. And then he said, I can't do it. My back is injured. I fell down the steps. He rented a house over there in Augusta. They're in Augusta, right, the Masters? That's Georgia. He rented a big-ass house, and he didn't know the steps, I guess. He had socks on, and he took a tumble down the steps. Sucks when that happens. So, you know, I wonder if he was holding his golf club when he did this. Ah, it just takes a bump. Embarrassing, though. So, of course, you know, some people, some of these radio guys that, that conspiracy theories people, which, you know, me, I never do that. Conspiracy theories, jobbers. They're thinking, oh, what really happened? Whoa. How does someone just fall down the steps if they're a pro athlete? First of all, he's a golfer. He's not a pro athlete. That's the first thing. Okay? And golfing is more of an activity than baseball. It's very successful. And, and these guys make a little bit of money like the Tiger Woods and uh, the, 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 you know, the Nicholson. But at the end of the day, these guys are not exactly, you know, in the weight room lifting like other athletes. They do work out, obviously. They train. They have to lift. They have strength. Drive the ball. Using my 20 iron. You know, all that stuff. I got it. It's one of the better clubs. <laughs> but uh, I'm not a big golfer. But, you, you, you know, why can't the guy just fall down the steps? Why do people got to speculate? Oh, my God. Was the guy drunk? Let's say he was drunk. Who cares? He's in his own house that he rented. Flag issue, Jones. Subtle. But really, I mean, like, why, why do these guys, like, got to speculate that, that there's something, oh, what happened? Why did, why did he fall down the steps? Maybe he tripped. Maybe he was drunk. Who cares? Maybe the guy, you know, I don't know, had a stomachache and he had the runs. And he would have hustled down the, the, the steps and then slipped in his socks. And he took a tumble. He took a bump. Who knows? Okay. Who knows? Dennis understands what's going on. But it's embarrassing if you think about it. Seriously. If, if you're him, it really is. Because, you know, he is a pro athlete. And, you know, well, they, they say he's an athlete. I'm just saying, it is, it is you know, it's, it's definitely an embarrassing thing. You heard about this, right, Dennis? Absolutely. He, uh, number one golfer in the world, finally won a, a major last season. Hmm. And this was his time to shine. So if this is, uh, he won a major last season, all the other uh, tournaments are minors, basically. 
they mean nothing. Four majors and the other ones are, uh, sure, they're minors. He falls down the steps. It's embarrassing. He looked like a slunker. Think about it. He really do. It's definitely one of those moments, I would say, uh, like, um, kind of like, uh, they call me the Shockmaster. Something like that. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? Poor bastard. And he's got all the hype on him, and then he takes a tumble. Anyway, I just figured I'd share that with you guys if you didn't know. Because I'm on top of everything in the world, as you guys know. Golf. I'm covering golf now, bro. It's unbelievable. So we're talking about, uh, we're going to talk about the superstar, superstar shakeup. <laughs> and uh, what's going to happen here? Who's going to go where? What's going to happen? Uh, I'm going to get to the phone calls. The phones are busy, jammed up. I definitely got to get to that uh, actually very soon. Here's the thing. <clears throat> And a lot of you guys want to talk about the shakeup, and I'll get to all you guys. So here's the thing, right? And I've said this to someone recently. I don't remember if it was on air or off air. I can't remember. I'm doing so much talking. I'm just running my mouth all over the place. I, I can't remember what I'm saying to people. So pro wrestling, sports entertainment, WWE, whatever you want to call it, it's not easy to make predictions on stuff. It's not. It's really not because... This, it, it's like, it's, I said this to someone, I don't know whose show, it was maybe Mark Malusis' show on WFAN. I can't remember where I was, but I said this someplace. Maybe TMZ, I'm, I'm worldwide, I'm all over. But Mr. Worldwide, bro. That's <laughs> I was going to say, worldwide, Mr. you're worldwide. Mr. Worldwide. Mr. Worldwide. Um, no, man, it's like, it really is no dentist on the shoot. Like, it's really hard. It's like, you hear a movie's coming out. You know the actors are on the movie. You know the title of the movie. You see... A, a, a promo for the movie, a trailer. Now, okay, predict the, the predict not the plot, predict the finish of the movie and exactly what's going to happen. It's very hard to do. Very. Well, that's that's when people, not just me, people try to figure out how matches are going to finish. But then there are a lot of people that call themselves experts. What? <laughs> what? I'm just. But well, I guess you know where I'm going here. <laughs> I do. No, it's it's sad because there's a lot of people that basically bring down the party because they get information from these people who work behind the scenes that feel powerful that they can share news that they have and stooge as we call it. So then what they do is they you know they feel empowered, so then they have to you know share this, and then that's a problem. Because that kills the fun of it. You know what I mean, Dennis? It does. I don't do that. I have no sources like that. I don't do that. Okay? I don't want to kill the fun. I want people to have fun with it. So that's what I want to do with the soup sauce shaker. I don't want it to be a, a killjoy. I want it to be fun. I want to live happily ever after and have a good time with it. And it's entertaining and fun. And it's pure speculation. So I don't want to, oh, God, Taz, you were wrong. I don't, I don't know who's going where. You know what I mean? So I'm going to get into this right now. First, I want to talk to Bart. I think Bart pitches for the Atlanta say. Braves. Bart, you're on the Taz Show. How are you? Good moment, Taz. How are you, sir? Good, Bart in Massachusetts. How can I help you? I'm doing great. Thank you for asking. Um, thank welcome. you for taking my call. You're welcome. I wanted to talk about that superstar shakeup and your thoughts on, do you think 205 Live would be part of the shakeup? Look at this guy. This guy is hacking our show. Dude, I said this, Bart, all can decide. What you just asked. I had said to Dennis 
before we went live today. Exactly what you just said. That's awesome. <laughs> I'm not well, kidding. I swear to God. It's exact- Dennis, right or wrong? You you said to me, you were like, hey, man, could they just take the whole 205 live and just the- move to yeah. SmackDown? And then when you just said that, Bob, I looked at Dennis. He looked at me like, what the hell? Where is this guy? Is this Cowboy? Is this Shay? Who is this? Cowboy. <laughs> uh, well, in addition uh, to that, yeah. um, if, if they do bring up 205 live with this superstar shakeup, how do you feel about Tommaso Ciampa and um, Johnny Gargano being put into that, splitting them up and, and putting them in that in that 205 well, I like it. I like both those guys. I like them better apart than together. I do. Me too. I, I, yep. I, yep, I agree with you, Bart. I actually, and I was saying this to Dennis before we were live, I do think that they should take that whole division because of logistics reasons of the way they tape and shoot and put that whole division uh, on SmackDown. I do. I just think it makes sense leading into 205 afterwards. Thank you, Bart, for calling. I appreciate the call and uh, for your kind words, even though you had none for me. But thank you anyway uh, for calling. No, you're a good guy. You're a good guy, and you're a scholar and a gentleman. But yeah, and you also have our studio uh, uh, bugged. But yeah, we were talking <laughs> about that like before we went live. Like, Can they just take the whole division? I think they should. Just put 205, just put the whole show, not the whole show, the whole division on SmackDown. You know what I mean? Well, it doesn't make sense to break up the division because we've talked about how the women's division is should or maybe I talked to Seth about it, but the women's division should be united because there's not a lot of there's not many women. It's spread thin like the raw. We've seen Nia Jax, um, Charlotte, Sasha and Bailey. We've seen all the derivatives of that. Right. So it's like if you got all the women together, the storyline angles there abundant. Same with 205 Live. You couldn't separate, can't separate the cruiserweights because there's there's not enough of them. Move them to SmackDown. Natural lead in into 205 Live after. Boom. Right. They've already been established on Raw. You know who the cruiserweights are now. Right. Well, Let yeah. I, I just think, like I said, for logistics reasons, I just think it makes sense to do it. You know, right around. Um, you know, right after SmackDown because it's a, you could build your storylines and it goes right into uh, you know. It's a layup. It goes right into 205 Live. There's a big-time disconnect now. I still, And they did not have to do this <clears throat> like they did it. I don't know why they did what they did here with this. Um, I, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. Maybe they'll, we'll see that on Monday with the Superstar Shake-Up. Maybe they'll move the whole freaking brand. Um, uh, the whole, uh, yeah, the whole brand. What would be the brand? Yeah, the brand. The whole brand of Cruiserweights to SmackDown. Uh, I think I don't. Know. I think it'd be good, personally. Um, I also <clears throat> just to go into real quick here. Papers here. Uh, all right, I got some notes. So I did my homework, and here's the thing. I really think that a couple of <clears throat> a couple of bigger names that I think need to move and will move. I said this yesterday. I think AJ Styles will move to Raw. Um, we've seen, you know, I know a lot of people are hung up. Oh, my God, he's got a red shirt. He's got a red shirt. Dude, that could be a red herring. Okay, relax. Okay, don't just go by the shirt. Don't just go by he's wore half red and half blue on one of the shows recently. Or I don't know if it was WrestleMania or what it was. It, those are little teasers. Those are red herrings. Okay, just like Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman put out a plethora of tweets, I believe, Dennis. You'll help us. It's not really SOSM. I don't know if we're going to have time for that today, but... But you could get into the streets if you want in a second. But it's like Paul. I feel Paul's putting out, I don't know if he was told to do it. He did it on his own. A big red herring. I don't think SmackDown, I don't, I don't think Brock's going to SmackDown. If you follow Paul Heyman's Twitter, he put a, a steady diet of tweets out last night about him going to SmackDown, right? That is correct. Uh, 
the, I mean, the crux of it was the possibility of Lesnar going to SmackDown, and he's like, well, my client Brock Lesnar and I are looking forward to the superstar shakeup this Monday. Let's be transparent. There is everyone else on the Raw roster and SmackDown roster, and then there's Brock Lesnar. Uh, it's imperative for Shane, Daniel Bryan, Stephanie, Kurt Angle, and even Vince to know the intrinsic value, nice word, Paul, that my client Brock Lesnar brings not only to the superstar shakeup, but simply to the WWE as a whole. Yeah. And he. Uh, this he, is all 140 characters? Wait, no, no, stop. <laughs> yeah, match. He's said, when you say a plethora, he probably sent off about 10 tweets. Yeah. Just chunks of his paragraphs. Yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah, I don't know. I just. Uh, I believe that. Now, the reason why. Now, back to AJ for a second. I said this the other day because when AJ cut that promo to Shane McMahon and they finally shook hands or whatever, AJ said something that was interesting. He kept putting himself over that he made SmackDown and he don't want to leave. He don't. He's he's not leaving. Yada 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 yada. I'm staying here. This is where I want to be. All that kind of crap. And I got to be honest with you. When I say crap, I mean that in a respectful tone. When he says that, <clears throat> I'm thinking he's out. <laughs> he's going. I really believe, and I think he needs to go. I think he needs to go. To Raw, I also tell you, I'll also tell you another guy that I think needs to go to Raw, and that's Dolph Ziggler. I think Dolph Ziggler needs to go to Raw, <clears throat> and I hope he does. <clears throat> he needs to refresh. They need to refresh him. He needs to be maybe be rebranded, repackaged. <clears throat> I, I just think he would be a good fit um, over there, in my opinion. Hey, Anish in Bahrain, you're on the Taz show. What's up, buddy? Hey, Taz, how you doing? Good, Anish. Wait, you're not the guy who got attacked by the mountain lion, are you? No, not me. Who was was that again? I have no clue. I can't even remember. All right, how can I help you? Oh, you're in Bahrain. Hold on, you're in Bahrain. Where's Bahrain again? It's in the Middle East. That's yeah. Next to Dubai. Okay, so how can I help you, sir? You're calling from far away, my friend. But actually, one thing. From September, I will no longer be Anish from Bahrain. I will be moving to uh, L.A., Wow. Yeah. That's a little bit of a difference. <laughs> so, man, that's yeah. a big jump. Whoa, it whoa. never Bahrain's in L.A. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was horrible. It never the worst joke. Did you hear that joke, Anish? That was horrendous. Oh, I, was, I heard it. Yeah, that's because he's a producer. He's worried about me. He's a co-host. Uh, he can't help himself. He's, he's, a, he's a comedic. He's a comedic jabroni. I, I digress. <laughs> so, all right. Yeah. So you're moving to L.A. and what, work work opportunities? Or you want to get out of uh, uh, Bahrain? What's your story? I oh, know. I'm starting at UCLA. Oh, what position? What sport? You're starting. What? What? Oh, not, not a sport. I'm starting to Oh, Oh, study. you're starting to go to school. Oh, I, you said starting. I thought that you were like a starting point guard at the, on the basketball squad or something like that. Oh, no, I wish. Starting cornerback or something on the football team. All right, so uh, you're going to go to UCLA, the Bruins, uh, Carolina Blue, and Gold. They don't call it mm-hmm. Carolina Blue because they're UCLA, and that would be their hacking University yeah. of North Carolina, correct? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I know my stuff. All right. Why UCLA? Well, I got in there. That's for the first thing. That's a good reason. <laughs> okay. It's a pretty good school. I think you'll be all right. Congratulations. Thank you. How can I help you? Well, I wanted to ask, if AJ Styles does move to Raw, should he be in the universal title picture immediately, being that he's the face that runs the play? Well, yeah, I mean, absolutely, I think he should be. But now, <clears throat> I think it's safe to say, Anish, that they are not going to move Brock 
because oh, of that universal title, in my opinion, and then and because of Paul Heyman's yeah. tweets, they're also not going to move Roman Reigns because they're going to want to. They already have that seed planted on a highly rated Raw this past Monday <laughs> that Paul Heyman cut the promo about Roman Reigns. Hey, Brock is going after Roman Reigns or whatever he wants, you know, and he's the universal champ and he wants Roman Reigns. The two and two, whatever the hell the thing is, Dennis. The two and the three and two. Yeah, all that stuff. I, 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 he loses me on that. I gotta be honest. It's a little, it's a tongue twist. I'm not in the mood. But um, yeah, he beat the Undertaker. Brock did, and so did Roman. So I don't think those two cats are leaving Raw. I do think now, if you bring AJ over, Anish, it's tough to interject him in that storyline unless you do him in a B role, meaning that Brock, uh, yeah, I, you know what I'm saying? And I don't think you want to do that with AJ. I, I don't think that would be a good move, you know? Could he face Kevin Owens then for the United States? Well, that's just going to say that. I think that would be the best angle. I think to somehow, some way, maybe put the Universal title, I mean the, the United States title, on uh, AJ Styles and let him really amp that thing up and build it up. Not that Kevin Owens is not going to do a great job with it, but I think you do a little program with them. And it's tough because they're kind of both heels, uh, but I've talked about this the other day. Thank you for calling, Anish. You know, talent now, it's like everyone has a lot of gray. I mean, I, I, there was gray in guys and girls for a long time, but there's like a lot of gray in everybody now. So it's tough to kind of say who's a baby face, who's a heel. So normally I would say, ah, they're not going to go with uh, AJ versus uh, Kevin Owens, you know. It's kind of two heels. Well, are they? I mean, we've seen them do this. So, you know, and, and you got that stable being built. Uh, with Samoa Joe or Triple H's guys of Samoa Joe and do they continue that and 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 um, you know Kevin Owens and is Finn Balor going to be part of that I mean you know maybe now you bring in AJ Styles over there do you, do you reform the Bullet Club you know that could be something that happens I think maybe they're flirting with that um, you know the lonely faction unless I'm wrong here sometimes the obvious could you could look right past it in life New Day's a faction I, I, they're kind of a faction they're more like the Freebirds were they're not really a faction but who, I mean, are there any factions? I mean, no. Factions were a big hot thing back in the day, so maybe they're, maybe they're going to get the Bullet Club thing together. Who knows? Uh, can they do that? Yeah, they could build it up, make it kind of NWA-esque, NWO-esque, I mean, or, or DX style, and, and kind of what that's kind of what the, what the Bullet Club was. So, yeah, definitely could do that. But uh, like I said, I think AJ needs to go from SmackDown to Raw. I think Dolph Ziggler needs to go to SmackDown to Raw. Okay, in a minute, I'll tell you another big name that I think needs to go from SmackDown to Raw. Uh, but I'll tell you, I don't think, not that I don't think, a female competitor on SmackDown that I would like to see leave SmackDown and go to uh, Raw is Becky Lynch. Do you agree with that, Dennis? Becky Lynch or I think Alexa Bliss would do well on Raw. Here's my thing with that. I, I thought about that. I don't know about that one, and I don't agree. And I'll tell you why. Because I, I, I look at, like, um, Sasha Banks. I think Sasha Banks, in an angle with Alexa Bliss, is good. Mm-hmm. I think, again, with this gray area stuff, maybe in a competitive, this might sound a little crazy, a competitive battle type of respect, woman-on-woman woman type thing, Becky and Sasha could be cool. No, I, yeah. Oh, absolutely agree. We saw that with Sasha and Bailey. You know, in NXT, it was a monster house in Brooklyn, all this stuff for NXT TakeOver. But I'm not saying that they won't do what you said, I mean, with Alexa uh, on Raw. I'm just saying, I, I don't know, I just think and feel Becky would flourish better on Raw. But both those, I mean, you're splitting hairs. Becky and Alexa, they're both really good. I mean, 
in the ring, and and I think I think Alexa has more of a character to her than Becky, like kind of more charisma. So I think for that she would probably flourish a little better. So that's uh, kind of how it seems, you know. Uh, but there's another name that I want to talk about. Uh, I'm going to go to break here in a second. There's another name I'm going to talk about that might surprise you that I think definitely should. They've been dropping little hints about it, but I think this act should go to Raw and actually be pushed to the moon. You don't even need to put a title on this guy. It would just work with that Raw platform. It would be insane. I'll tell you that and take your calls and uh, you're on the cusp of the top of the hour. Catch up. Be right back. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. All right, all right, all right, Tash. Yo, back here. It's uh, one hour down, one hour to go. This Friday edition. I'm going to keep talking about the superstar shakeup and concepts and possibilities. Take your calls here also shortly. Uh, I got sidetracked a little bit because I wanted to talk briefly about this. Uh, the excellent uh, young player from UCLA, basketball player, Lonzo Ball. As many of you might know, his father is a big mouth. His father is a loud mouth, big mouth, who's trying to... He's been doing a good job at marketing not just his son, but himself as this controversial, outspoken guy. You know, I understand his son is a great player. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I, I humbly say my son's pretty good at his sport, too. He's not in college yet. But if my son can have half the success Lonzo Ball had as a basketball player in college, my son with the cross, I won't come out publicly and say some of the stuff this guy says. I mean, this guy is just – I haven't talked about him yet on my show. And it's been going on for, for a while now with this guy. He just – He's just always spitting out just stupid nonstop. And it really gets to the point where it's like, dude, shut up. You know, you're nobody here. Your kid's really good. You're putting a target on this kid. Didn't he compare himself or his kid to Michael Jordan or something like that recently? He says he would have beat Michael Jordan one-on-one. Yeah, I mean, you know, come on, dude. And, of course, the media is giving this guy platform after platform after platform. But now I just think he went even he went too far. And you can go too far when you're trying to do that shock media. Shock and all media. Shock and all stuff to put a spotlight on yourself or your kid or whatever. So basically, he blames his son's three teammates from UCLA, three white guys, as he put it, as he put it in quotation, with slow foot speed. That's why they didn't win the national championship or advance. They didn't even go to the Final Four, right? They went to the Final... No, they didn't even go to the Final Four. So he's blaming the three white guys. Now, I want to tell you guys something. Laval Ball, the father who said this, he's African-American. His son, Lonzo Ball, unless all research is incorrect, which I don't think it is, I believe this young man, his dad, Laval Ball, is African-American. And his mom is Caucasian, otherwise known as white. So to say something like that, no matter... Who you married to or who fathered your, who, who mothered your kid? You shouldn't say that. It's a, a completely asinine, stupid, idiotic, racist thing to say. 
I could only imagine if, if it was a shoe was on the other foot. Could you imagine if, if Lonzo Ball was a Caucasian player? Let's be honest here. And this kid's father was, was Caucasian, was a white kid. And he said, oh, it's because of the three African-American kids for whatever reason. That's why. But could you imagine? This is horrible. Why am I even talking about this? This is bad. This guy, this shouldn't even be, this guy shouldn't be allowed to have a mic near him. Just, it's just, that's just stupid. In this day and age, what's going on in our country? I don't want to get into this. I don't. I don't want to get into the whole, this country and all this and all that jazz. I keep the politics out. I'm here to talk about the superstar shakeup. Stick to the wrestling, Taz. You don't know anything else, you idiot. I know. But I have thoughts and opinions. This is the beyond part. Body slams. Dot, dot, dot. And beyond. Bro, and beyond. not for nothing. Come on. And he talks about three white guys. Look at, I remember, the, I was talking to during a break. You know, the Celtics were pretty good at one point years ago. And they had a guy named Danny Ainge. They had a guy named Kevin McHale. And they had a guy named, oh, uh, I don't know, Larry Bird? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, and they did pretty good. <laughs> on one team, on one squad. Like, you know. This guy, uh, the fact that people still uh, give him the time of day, but the problem is you have to because he, he, the the quote itself, realistically, you can't win no championships with three white guys because the foot speed is too slow. Wow. Oh, my like, Lord. Oh, my Lord. And you're exactly right. If, if it was the other way around, however you want to construe oh, it God. for a white guy to say, ridicule. Oh, ridicule. The, 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 the kid probably wouldn't be allowed in the NBA. And this kid, Lonzo Ball, is going to be a star. Don't get me wrong. He's great. There's no doubt about it. And the kid, from what I understand, he don't say nothing. I feel bad for the kid. Yeah. I feel bad for the kid. Horrible. And I can, look, I, look, I'm a dad of a good athlete. I understand as a proud parent. I get that. Trust me. I, I understand that. I'm the same way. I understand his father, LeVar. I understand how proud he's of his son. I understand that. And he should be proud of him. The kid is great, and he's going to be great in the NBA. As long as he don't catch an elbow by a veteran that's going to knock his teeth out. Of course, if you, Mr. Bell, not your kid, he's going to, take, he's going to, do, he's going to get lit up. And they'll do that there, dude. They don't play around. These are grown-ass men. They don't play around, bro. That's the problem. They don't care what color your skin is. They don't care. His dad can pop off, and the kid has to deal with it now. And it's like, dad, you're not helping me out here. Putting a huge target on this kid. I understand how proud the guy is. And I understand he's trying to market to promote the kid. That's fine. Okay. I I don't agree with it to that level. That's a little nuts what he does. Dude, he's been in the news more than this kid. Your kid's team, UCLA Bruins, they did not win the national championship. They didn't go to the final two. They didn't go. They didn't do it. It didn't happen. Shut up. Shut up. You have nothing to say. You did not lace up your kicks to get on the court. Shut up, old man. Shut up. Shut up. All right, so back to the superstar shakeup. Before I move on, is there anything you want to say about this, Dennis? Because you're the producer and you think you're a co-host, so I gotta let you. And you're supposed to be an expert on sports. That's your new thing. 
You're an expert on as, as you're the, the biz, biz dev guy. As the biz dev, as guy. The biz dev guy in the Taz show, I, I have to say, Taz, I, I mean, really, I mean, is there anything you want to stammer or slumber through with this? Uh, <laughs> no, Levar Ball. He says idiotic things. Stop, people stop giving him the platform to do. Hey, I say idiotic things. I got a big platform, and I get paid for it. Yeah, you get paid. He just <laughs> he says oh, he's an idiot. An idiot. Dude, it's it's I I, I I'm going to wrap this up here, but I I feel bad for the kid. I really do. Unless the kid is telling him to do this, which I don't think he is. Um, I'd be fun if the kid's behind the whole thing. Dad, say this. Dad, do that. Uh, Dad, we couldn't win because of these white guys. Yeah, not. <laughs> do me a favor. Let people know. <laughs> oh, jeez. All right, so, all right, so uh, let's let's get more positive here, and then we'll talk about the super superstar shakeup. <laughs> Moving up, moving up. So, um, all right. So, okay, moving up back to that and take two. Yes. Yeah, so we are um, we are talking about the a superstar that I feel would be great leaving SmackDown and going to Raw. Might not be a super shock to you, but I'm going to tell you I think this is needed immensely, and that's none other than the Miz. And I and I talked about this the other day with Nakamura and Miz when Nakamura nor, Nakamura debuted, or as Dennis calls him, Nak. Okay, um, my initial thoughts was, wow, Nak needs to Nakamura needs to bump, you know, Miz a little bit here. But then they didn't do it. Then I started thinking. I even was thinking on the air while I was talking to a caller. I'm like, you know what? They're not having these two guys touch. Because one of them is probably going to Raw. So again, throwing a, it's a needle in a haystack because who knows what they're going to do here? I don't know. I'm not. I'm not privy to this. I mean, I'm not like these other guys that have sources. So I, my sources are my brain and my experience, and I'm just going to take a shot here. And I think Miz is a guy that's going to go to Raw, and I think he should go to Raw along with his wife. And I think that they will soar up to the same level as the Universal Championship if they give let Miz do his thing. He don't even need to have the title. He don't need it. He don't need it. You could program him, whatever, anybody you want. I'm telling you, I, I, I actually, actually, you know what I would do with him? You know what I would do with him? This is just things hit me. This is what I would do with Miss. This is definitely potential hack alert. I'm just telling you that right now. I would have Miz in a program, slow build, all verbal, and build to physical to a match with none other than Kurt Angle. Yes. That's what I would do. I would have Miz. I don't know what the ingredient would be to, to piss Miz off about Kurt. It's easy to do. And have there be this tension like they did with Miz and Daniel Bryan. It was pretty cool. But there was never a payoff. Now I would do that with Kurt Angle to a high level. Because Kurt's the GM on Raw. <sighs> And then go to either SummerSlam or whatever big shows after that. I don't know. And then have a have a match with these two guys with Kurt and uh Kurt is the work. Kurt and Miz is the type of heel that he's a bumping heel. He's a bumping and selling heel. It's easy as a baby face like Kurt to work with this guy. I see your face. You seem like you like this idea. That's an awesome idea. Yes. You're like, damn, why didn't I read about this? And especially too, you got the Miz stealing all Daniel Bryant's moves. Comes right into Raw. Oh yeah, and he, oh, and he looks for, and he looks yeah. for a title, and yeah. Kurt Angle doesn't grant him one. Does so he, then he starts stealing Angle slams, Angle slam, and, Ankle lock, oh, the whole nine. Oh, writes money. itself. Money we'll see, see that match at SummerSlam, dude. I'm telling you, it's great. 
And that's what I mean about going past the universal title. That would be past you. You don't need to have him program with Brock. You just need him to do his mic work, wrestle a guy here and there on Raw, beat a guy here and there on Raw, and and then get him into a deal there with uh, you know, with Kurt Angle. Hey, uh, Lloyd in Mississippi, you're on the Taz show. Top of the moment to you, Taz. Good moment. Good moment. What's up, buddy? Uh, I just had a question about Finn Balor. Yeah, sure. Okay, uh, so uh, the, with the shakeup coming up next week, do you think they'll possibly move Finn Balor into the cruiserweight division? And if not, what do you think the other cruiserweights, uh, how do you think they will feel him not transitioning into the cruiserweight division? I, I, I don't think they'll move him into the, the cruiserweight, the 205 uh, deal. I don't. I think that would be a, no disrespect at oh, all no. to the 205 guys. I just think it'd be a regression for for, right. for Finn, only because he's had that universal title. He's he's not known as a cruiserweight. I know he's not a big guy, um, but you know I, I think that would be definitely regressing. And they already debuted him on Raw, re-debuted him, and he was in the tag match with you know four heavy or three heavyweights. Right. Uh, I don't think they'll do that. I don't think they'll do that. Um, well, do you, do you think other cruiserweights could possibly come out of the cruiserweight division to be in? Um, regular matches to you know get like the shot at the at the universal title or the U.S. title. Well, you could do anything. I think you can do that. I don't think they will. I think they're big into. Uh, I hate to say it like this, but I'm just being frank. I think they're big into um, pigeon holding, which they would call branding. Uh, right. I guess you're splitting hairs. I I would say pigeon holding. Uh, thank you for calling, Lloyd. Uh, pigeon holding some talent. To okay, that guy Austin Aries. He's a cruiserweight. He's a cruiserweight. He's a 205 Live guy. Leave him there. Yeah, but we think it would be a great match if he wrestled, you know, uh, Seth Rollins or whatever. No, no. Seth is a heavyweight. we got to keep. Yeah, but Austin Aries is a, a, is a uh, is heavier than whatever. I don't know. Finn Balor. Doesn't matter. Finn's not a cruiserweight. That's how it is. It's The guys are, it's like, you're here. You're in this slot. You're in that slot. You're in this slot. You're the, and I, I'm not a fan of that. I'm not at all. I don't believe in that. I, I believe in, you know, talent's talent. I don't. I understand they have a cruiserweight division. I'm not saying they should blow that up or kill it. But I do think, to Lloyd's point in question, every once in a while, what the hell? We've seen that in wrestling before where they have a cruiserweight division or lighter weight guys wrestle heavyweight guys. They should do it a lot more. I think they've done it a little bit here and there, but they should do it a lot. I mean, Rey Mysterio was a cruiserweight. Sure. Jer- I believe Jericho started off as a cruiserweight. Well, he, he hold on. See, what happened was in ECW, Jericho and uh, Ray and a lot of those guys, they, they were with ECW, and there was no, it was not, they were wrestlers. And then, and Chris wrestled, wrestled in Japan, and I think he was, I don't know if he was a junior there. And then in WCW, to your point, yeah, he that's was. What I meant. But my thing is, like, Chris is heavier than, <laughs> even in his prime, he was heavier than, than some of these guys. I mean, so, look, I was never a cruiserweight. I'm 5'8", five, 5'9", five, but I was 250 pounds. So, you know. Uh, if you can wrestle, you can wrestle. You shouldn't have to be confined to this, this weight limit. You tell him, Dennis. Like Neville. Neville's an awesome worker. He deserves 
an intercontinental title chance, Absolutely. a U.S. title chance. He's not a muscle mass on that guy's body. That's how, true. how thickly muscular he is and stuff, his separation, his muscle uh, and his body parts. Uh, that guy can wrestle anyone and look the part and, and have no problem with it. I don't know how much he weighs. I never met him. I don't know. He could be, he could be you know, three feet tall. I don't, I don't give a rat's ass. I mean, to me, there was a guy named Mike Tyson that was not a, a, a big guy at all. And he was knocking mother effers out on a regular basis, no matter how big or small they were. It don't matter. Somebody rolls up on you, it don't matter how big or small they are. If a guy could fight, if a guy could work, he could fight, he could work. It don't mean a how big he is or how small he is. I told Vince that, okay, when, when I, this was after I signed with them and I was there for a while, I had a conversation with Vince. Obviously, I know Vince McMahon. And the thing is, you know, we were talking a little bit about, and this is even before, actually, there was one conversation earlier about the whole FTW and stuff like that. Well, how can I, how can you have that if you're, you know, how can that have, have an FTW attitude against, if you're in there with a guy that's 6'6"? Six, and I said, okay, who cares? So what? <laughs> it's the way you push and brand me and what I can do physically. You know, it's a work. So, like, you know, if you're going to pigeonhole someone, now this was a conversation from many years ago. I'm sure Vince has changed a little bit. But I'm just saying, like, if you're going to pigeonhole someone, well, that's bad. And I do think that WWE is guilty of that sometimes. I do. I definitely do. It's proven. Um, also, in the Superstar Shakeup. Well, actually, before I get jump into Raw, I get to some phone calls about Superstar Shakeup. Because I gave you... I thought AJ Styles should leave SmackDown. I think Dolph Ziggler should leave SmackDown. I think The Miz should leave SmackDown with Maurice. I'm thinking Becky Lynch should, and I'll tell you a, number, um, a team that I think should, and that's Heath Slater and Rhino. I think there's still a little coin in the bank for Heath and Rhino, and I think they'd be pretty good on Raw. Dennis, the Lumberjack, I would like to ask you your thoughts from a fan's perspective or from a dirt sheet perspective. But you read them all, and you listen to all these other shows to get information. <laughs> Who is leaving? Because you're going to be right. I'll be wrong. Who's leaving SmackDown? Uh, if I'm, I'm looking at the roster now, I think... Take your time, pal. All right, take your okay. time. It's not like you knew we were going to do this. Why would you not be prepared, right? Well, because I because if I like I like the Dolph Ziggler, but I can't say that because now it's now attacking well, you. Because so you like gotta... to react off of me because you don't have an original thought. <laughs> Here we go. Instead of being honest and just say Taz, I feel I agree with you. Just be honest, dude. Stop. No, going. I agree. Just I be agree. honest. Let's back this son bitch up. <laughs> just be honest. Dolph Ziggler. You copycat. <laughs> <laughs> Who else did you say? Uh, 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 Rhino and Slater, they should go. Okay. Are you going to say AJ next week? <laughs> no. Um, I think Baron Corbin would do well on Raw. I agree. I agree. I don't think he's leaving. I, I'd like to see him. I, I I love Corbin. You know what I mean? I know you do too, but I mean. you. So you think he's going to leave? Yeah. Here's the thing. We've done the SmackDown. Who's going from Raw to SmackDown? I, I I'm gonna do that in a little while. I didn't get there yet. I know. I'm tr- well. I'm tr- trying to piece it. All. I'm, I'm oh big God. picture in this know, thing. I'll, then I'll get to you in the fourth quarter because <laughs> you obviously are struggling. These are the reasons why you have never won an award, and Katie did. These are the main reasons why. No, my mom gave me a medal once uh, for finishing all my dinner. That was every <laughs> shocking. night. Shocking. Sean in Toronto, you're on a Taz show. Hey, good morning, Taz. What's up, buddy? 
I'm good, man. I just wanted to talk to you quickly about some of the classic calls that you made when you were doing commentating from SmackDown. Yes, sir. That's quickly. Uh, everybody brings up uh, your line of, well, here comes the pain for uh, Brock Lesnar. Yes. But I was a big fan of when you used to say, he's not a man, he's not a monster, he's a manster. Oh, uh, yes. Uh, I said that about Brock. That's a good yes. point. I forgot I said that. that yeah, was I, one of my, sorry, go no, on. You go, no, you go ahead. Okay, no, I'm just going to continue some other calls. But I, that was actually one of my favorite calls that he used to do for Thank Brock you. when he was you know, working in the ring. I worked real hard, Sean, seriously, um, on a lot of things on my commentary of trying to be original and trying to be creative and trying to give fans some cool adjectives or buzzwords about talent. And maybe they can, the talent can get a T-shirt out of it and make some money off merchandise and some cool shirts for people. The Manster thing, I, I, I've given the back... You, do you know the backstory behind Here Comes the Pain? Did I, ever, I know I've said it. I don't know if you've heard me say it. Uh, I'm not sure. I'll no. tell you that in a second. The Manster thing, I don't think I've ever discussed. I actually got that from a football player, a great defensive lineman who played for the Dallas Cowboys many years ago, named Randy White. Okay, he, Randy White was one of the greatest defensive linemen of all time. Are you a football fan, Sean? Uh, I don't follow too much. Okay, well, you know who the Dallas Cowboys are. So, yeah, yeah. Randy White played in the uh, probably the mid-'80s, played with Tony Dorsett and all these guys and Roger Starback. And uh, Randy White went to the University of Maryland and played football. He was a great player. But anyway, point is, he, Randy White, his nickname was the Manster because he was half right. man, half monster. He was that much of a rugged, nasty son of a bitch football player. So I, I always thought that was a cool thing. And Brock, knowing Brock and training with Brock years ago and stuff like that, this guy was like a monster, so I, I kind of hacked it from the, uh, the Dallas Cowboy thing, Randy White, and that that's where I got the Manster thing. But nobody in wrestling was using that, so that's why I did no, that. You know, I thought I thought that was awesome. And, and two more, I because of you, I never knew what originally a French tickler was until you named it for Rene Dupree's dance. <laughs> I found that out later on in years. What the what it was? Yeah, there's no backstory on that one, bro. I don't know. <laughs> a lot of that stuff I just would think and just say, you know. And I, there was no planning. <laughs> a lot of that kind of stuff, the comedic stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then like that song, I'm a French tickler, and then Renee Dupre was dancing. Yeah, I was doing his little dance. I thought that was awesome. And one straight, more. Straight ad lib. I was not to Vince used to just crack up and Gorilla, and then he's like, who's feeding you this? I go, nobody, it's me. <laughs> so, yeah, I would just I, I do got, I got one last one. Yeah. Uh, I never heard your, I never, I don't think I've ever heard you talk about it. Um, what was your, uh, going through your mind with the whole segment between Kurt Angle and Daniel Pewter. And then at the end of the, after he, uh, her angle pinned him, you said that, you said that line, well, there goes the UFC. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm trying to remember. I remember that now as you're saying it to me. I think because wasn't Daniel Pewter doing some kind of training or he was from. He I didn't had, say I was real happy. He, he had a mixed martial arts background. I know he, I think he was undefeated, maybe 6-0, and oh, but he wasn't in the UFC, but he was doing like. Mixed martial arts. Yeah, well, I, I took a shot at USC because, you know, we were, you know, at that time UFC was cranking up and I was a company man. And and uh, even though we're two, they were mixed martial arts, we're sports entertainment, but it didn't matter. It was still kind of, you know, pay per views at that time were very important for businesses. Thanks for calling, Sean. Um, there was no WWE network then. So the pay per views were the end all be all. And I knew taking a shot at UFC would. 
definitely get a pop out of the audience, the hardcore fan base, and I knew my boss would like it. So I got to appease one guy when I'm in WWE as a commentator, and that's Vince. So <laughs> um, uh, that that's that's why I did that. I forgot about that whole thing. Um, but, you know, uh, there's so many calls and so many things. I can only imagine, like, JR or Cole, because all those Raws those guys called, I mean, and SmackDowns. And, like, I've called a lot of shows, I mean, hundreds. But I can't, you know, I know you fans sometimes, you people. You people. No, I know you fans sometimes think that we remember everything, and we really don't. I don't anyway. Maybe JR does, or Cole, or Joey Styles, or Tanae. I Tanae probably does. No, Mike. And Joey, too, actually. Cole doesn't. JR might not. But Tanae and Joey probably remember almost everything they've said. Those guys are not human. They're like freaking computers, both of them. So uh, that's the problem. Love those guys. Love everybody in this world. Doesn't matter. Friends everywhere. I have no friends. On that note, uh, Tash Show, other side of the break here, we're going to get to the Raw guys, Raw talent. Who should leave Raw to go to SmackDown? You guys are calling the show. I'll get to you. I'm, I think we might be on Facebook Live later. It's, it's a shot in the dark. You never know what happens here. Tash Show, sit tight. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Friday edition, fourth quarter city. I think we're on Facebook Live. At Facebook.com slash the Taz Show. Talk about the superstar shakeup. Pure speculation on what's gonna happen. No insight. I have no idea. Shot in the dark. Needle in a haystack Jones. Needle in a haystack Jones. This is going down on Monday on Raw. Smart booking. Come out of a Raw after Mania, big numbers. Smackdown after Mania, big numbers. We have Vince himself make the announcement on Raw this past Monday. Superstar Shake-Up next Monday. Genius marketing, genius promotion. Great job, great booking. Great way to get people to watch Raw again. A lot of people for the second week in a row. Very smart. Very smart. You're not competing with the NFL, no Monday Night Football. Great time to do it. I wish I worked around people that had that kind of marketing genius still. Did I say that out loud? Yes, I did. Well, I'm streaming, I'm screaming, and I'm making friends with everyone. And I'm going to tell you who should leave Raw and go to SmackDown. Because I told you who should leave SmackDown and go to Raw. I attempted to involve my audio producer, my biz dev guy, Dennis Jones, but he struggled. So he, he likes to react to see what I say, then he could copy me or just do a counteract. He's what you call a cheating prick. But I love him. So, that's good. I mean that in all nice, you know that. Well, thank you. Okay. Here's my thing on the Raw. Okay. I told you on SmackDown, I, I got to, I guess, uh, if we're on Facebook Live, I got to, I guess I got to do a re- real quick reset because you know, these people don't listen to the beginning half of the show, so they got to hear this stuff now. So I was saying earlier, I would go AJ Styles, leave SmackDown, go to Raw. Dolph Ziggler, leave SmackDown, go to Raw. The Miz and Maurice, leave SmackDown, go to Raw. I'd even go Becky Lynch. She should split, and Heath Slater and Rhino, they should split. Dennis, basically, you copied everything I said. And uh, is that correct? Uh, I was joking about the uh, Heath Slater and Rhino. If I were to pick a tag team, 
Oh, God. You're killing the show. You really uh, are. All right, fine. Forget no, but, it. But please, rapido, rapido, tell me. I don't have a tag team. I don't have a tag team. You don't team. have a tag That's fine. Honesty is the best policy, sir. And why are we not on Facebook Live? I'm, I don't want to start yelling. It's Friday. People are happy to go home. Uh, it, it, we're not on. I believe we're getting the same issues we were having oh. yesterday. The, uh, you will be live and <laughs> in eight, three hours. In three hours, and the show will be over by then. Why is this happening? Why am I missing Anthony all of a sudden? This is not good. Oh, Jesus. No, I mean, that's rare that you, that you should be listening to Anthony, but that's a whole nother story. Uh, hey, boss, I miss you, too. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, Anthony, you know, like, it's, it's a thing where... Um, <sighs> well, Anthony's one of those things that he's like a wart. When he's here, you don't want it. But then when that wart's gone, you kind of miss it. He's, he's, that's Anthony. They call me the Shockmaster. <laughs> I grow on you, boss, like a big hairy wart. <laughs> All right, I just want to say who's going from Raw. So we're not on, we're not on Facebook Live. Two days in a row, I look like an idiot out here. Okay, great. I'm used to it. I used to get mad at this stuff. I didn't get mad. It's not my team's fault. It's the friggin' uh, it's no one who works on the Taz Show's fault. I can promise you that. All right, who's going to, from Raw to SmackDown? Okay, uh, this is what I think they're going to do. Oh, I think should happen. Bo Dallas is a guy that should leave Raw and go to SmackDown. He is just either that or I don't know what you're going to do with him because he means he's not even on the show. Like he's just they started doing something and they just stopped. Like. You know, he had the sign, he had the, I don't know what the hell's going on. Remember, his brother's the, the champion. I mean, like, it's crazy. He would fit in good with a certain family on SmackDown. Well, that was, I was going to say that, you hack. And then you go, <laughs> you send him over there. And I would say, that was my statement to the brother. But anyway, yeah. So I think Bo Dallas would be great over there, to your point, what you just said that you stole from me. Sami Zayn is a guy I think needs to go. Sami Zayn, a fellow ginger to Dennis, he needs to go. Um, that was hurtful. And I do think Sami Zayn needs to go over there. I think he could have big success on the SmackDown brand. I would like to see him over there. Okay, um, I think Titus O'Neil is a guy that should go. Titus is a guy that they put some money in. He's a big, athletic uh, guy. He's very well-spoken. He's um, great for public relations. He does a lot of charity stuff. He's... He, they, they, he's um, he won some that well, like Father of the Year or something like that, right? Yeah, he's, he does a lot of. I mean, like you said, charitable <sighs> stuff. He's a he's great, he's a great guy, he's great man. I mean, I just think he's a guy you need to have on your TV. Jeez, get him on SmackDown, push him, man. The guy's a he's a big rugged son of a bitch, man. Let him do his thing. He can talk. He's real, you know. I think he played football at Florida. He was a Gator, you know. I almost said quack quack. I don't know why. Because you were a jabroni. You can't help yourself. So, I think Enzo and Cash. Here's a shocker. Enzo and Cash. Yeah. Oversaturation Jones times two. Too much. I'm raw. Got to go. Either them or the New Day. Please. Enough. Got to go. Got to go. I'm down with them breaking up the New Day. That's what I think wow. they should do. They won't. But but I, I have no problem with that. I think Enzo and Cash should go to SmackDown. I do. Um, I just I know that's going to surprise a lot of people. I think they could do um, uh, some uh, some good business with the Usos. I, I just think that'd be a good match, uh, a good urban field type thing, uh, good promo stuff. Usos as the champions over there. Enzo and Big Cass. You're not feeling that, dude? Enzo and Cass over on... Uh... I See, with the Raw roster, I think a lot of the tag teams should go over. In, Enzo and Cass is definitely... And the Shiny Stars is my other one. Um, They're lost in the shuffle there. 
depending on what you do with AJ, I think AJ and the club need to be paired together. Whether they yeah, because you're doing like a lot of the hardcore things. You want to see the Bullet Club. I said that earlier. You could do the Bullet Club. Then you got Finn there too. I understand. I mean, maybe you do that faction. Maybe, maybe. But if you're gonna do it, you gotta do it all the way. You gotta have Finn in charge of it. Agreed. I like the idea of the Hardys keeping the Raw belts, mm. going to SmackDown, winning the SmackDown titles to procure all the gold, and that's how they kind of morph into the. Can't do that. Come on. What are you, what are you, hold uh, on just. A Oh, wait, 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 wait. wait. Now, now wait, I can't. Wait, wait, wait. Let me get this. Hold on. Wait, hold on a second. Wait a second. Let, 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 me get, let me understand what you're saying. Okay. You sit here. Wait, let, let, back up. Back up. So, you want me to buy the fact that you're going to have the Hardys go, leave Raw. Hold on. I wanted you to pause with your mouth open. That would have been hilarious because there would have been guys everywhere. Because you were about to go, oh, I'm hungry. And well, I always am hungry. <laughs> no, but. You can't have them go to Raw with those titles. How are you going to do that? I don't want them to leave Raw. I, I, I mean, it, it's not going to happen, but I want them to kind of like be a floater. and procure, floater? Yeah, like now they're the they're the tag team champs, period. They got both SmackDown and the well, Raw. I, I think that's a cool idea. They're not going to do it, I, I know. I just told about them pigeonholing people. They're not going to do that, dude. Come on, please don't just spurt out on my platform bad ideas. <laughs> Watch them do this. Could you imagine? Remember when my terrible idea of dropping the belts and then having them disappear? <laughs> All yeah, of a sudden, I know. and then who'd you hear that from? Because someone stooged it off on the internet. Please stop, uh. Dennis. You had no original ideas about anything. I've talked creative with you. You have nil. <laughs> you're, you're lucky you're the biz dev guy in this show. Hey, you're lucky. I do one thing pretty all right. Eating. Biz deving. Eating. Oh no, eating. I crush. <laughs> I've never seen you in a drink uh, 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 in a, a bar pound down beers. You're not a beer guy, huh? No, I certainly am, but I don't want to. I don't want to paint myself as an alcoholic. <laughs> what? Because you like beer? You're an alcoholic. Oh, I enjoy a nice cold beverage. That's okay. Uh, okay. You're the type of guy that drinks sixty <laughs> beers in a row, and you're an alcoholic. But if you're if you're getting drunk every day, then you might be an alcoholic. Not every day. <laughs> oh my god! Wait, hold on. I'm gonna pause from the raw talk. So you, how many days a week do you get drunk? No, now, not very often. Tonight I will. I'm gonna treat myself tonight. Oh, my God. You're not drinking with driving, right? Never. No, I walk everywhere. I could tell by all the calories you burn. Why would I not think you walk And everywhere? by walk everywhere, I take a lot of taxis. Uber Jones. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> Use the promo code MANMEAT to I get $20 will. off on your first ride. <laughs> oh, geez. That was funny. All right. So, I think that... Uh, Oh, hold on. We just dodged the bullet because then I'm reading some side note, NFL talk. Adrian Peterson, it was rumors he was talking to the Patriots. Now, I know, what's his name? He's talking to the Patriots. I'm nervous. From the Seahawks. Oh. Richard Sherman. It's on the trading block. Yeah, I know. I don't want them to go to the Patriots. Now, Peterson, AP as we call him, now he's talking to the Saints. Good. Go to the NFC. Go to the Saints. Don't go to the Patriots. He's going to have a good year, this guy. I'm telling you. Redemption tour. He's going to. I know he's been banged up, but he's, he's, I'm telling you, he's going to come back. I don't want him on, uh, on the Pats. All right, back back to the Raw talk. Talk wrestling, Taz. You don't know shit about nothing else. <laughs> How dare you talk about football, jerk. It's all you know. You're pigeon-held. Pigeon. All right, anyway. <laughs> I say Enzo and Big Cash should go. You made this ridiculous idea about the Hardys, which I really don't just hope doesn't happen now because I'm going to look like a real jerk. Um, yeah, you can't do your idea, Dennis, because it, it, it makes no sense. You can't have them 
leave and take the titles to SmackDown, the Raw titles. I, I don't understand how you could even do that. I, I really don't. Andy in Ohio, you're on the Tash Show. What's up, Tash? Happy Friday. Happy Friday, Andy. How are you, sir? Not too bad, and a good moment to the Lumberjack. Good moment. Um, I just wanted to ask you a quick question about the Universal title. Yes, sir. Um, do you? Who do you think that they're going to try and take that strap off of Brock for? Do you think that they're going to give it to Finn immediately? Or do you think maybe AJ Styles or someone else will be there? Well, for Brock, I, 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 you know, look, dude, I would put it somehow get Finn involved, but they're not doing that. I'd put it back on Finn, but I don't, I don't know. I don't think, I hope they don't put it on Roman Reigns. If they put it on Roman Reigns, Andy, I'm cool with it. If they do this, as long as he's a heel, Roman, like full blown heel, then I think it's good to have him as a champ because he'll have a lot of heat. And then you could interject Finn Balor as the babyface against Roman Reigns. You know what I'm saying? I agree. I, I'm rooting for Roman Reigns. A lot of people, it's like, it's it's cool to hate Roman right now, but I like the guy. No, I, I you know, I'm with you. I like him too. There's, I, I think he, his promo work got a little better. I've always liked his in-ring work. He, he looks the part. He's a big, strong, nasty dude. Um, he's athletic as hell. Uh, I just think he need, he's kind of in this gray area, and I think he should be a full-blown heel. That's my only thing, Andy. You know, I really do think he needs to be straight heel Jones. And uh, thank you for calling, Andy. I appreciate it. But I think that's the way to go. I mean, you said that a while ago. Maybe they go, you know, at SummerSlam, you're going to end up doing, you know, Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar. Roman Reigns wins the title. I'm the one who's coming back to a Jones and saying, you got to now get Finn running, gunning for Roman and that universal title. Whatever you do, don't have Finn as the B-roll story for that Universal title on the chase for Roman towards SummerSlam. That would kill Finn Balor. Agreed. You have no choice but to agree, please. Because it's great. Agreed again. (laughs) Agreed. Like, I need your approval. Please. (laughs) Will you stop? You break. (laughs) Oh, you're offended? (laughs) Not in the least. I can tell. It's very hard to offend you. I try every day, I swear. <laughs> I do try every day. I really do. Yeah. Well, thank you. I just can't break you. Um, uh, who we got here? West of West Virginia Joe, uh, the Mountaineer. Uh, you uh, are on the Taz show, I think. Hello. Good moment, Taz. Good moment, buddy. And I'm sorry that you have to work with the Barry Horowitz of the radio world. I'm <laughs> oh, sorry about that. that. There you go. I hear you, buddy. Hey, Joe. Uh, good to talk to you. Thank you, brother. Uh, hey, do you see maybe Stephanie trying to get rid of Seth Rollins since he just got done beating Triple H and maybe moving him to SmackDown to get him out of the way? I don't think we're going to see Steph, dude. I think you heard Vince, right, bro? He he said that Stephanie's going to be out for a little while because she took. that's why she took that bump through the table to get rid of her for this superstar. Uh, that's right. I, you know what I'm saying? I don't think you'll see Steph for a little while, dude. I think she, I, I, my opinion, she's going to be off TV for a while. I'm sorry, Taz. I forgot all no, that. No, no, it's all good, dude. It's okay. No, it's all good, bro. It, you know, I understand what you're saying. I mean. It would be cool if she was still sticking around, but I don't think that's happening. Thank you for calling West Virginia, Joe. You know what I mean? That's it. You know, so that's the deal. Uh, tell me who now. Give me a real idea on who else. I give you my raw guys that I think the raw talent and Sasha Banks. I should have mentioned. I was gonna. I'm taking Charlotte. You're taking Charlotte to SmackDown. Moving her to SmackDown. Wow, really? You're taking Charlotte. I'm running the game. I'm running the game. Ah, I'm to get that in. Um, yeah. <laughs> Smart. I, I go Sasha Banks with uh I think their te- that, that heel turn's coming with her and Bailey. 
With who, Sasha? Yeah. Yeah, you might be right. You might and, be right. And, Char- you know, Charlotte's, which is like a four-time champ already. Like, it's getting stale, though, dude. The, the, the Sasha, uh, Sasha Bailey, these two in the same segment is getting played out, bro. I understand you turn a heel cool, but it's just it's getting like, hey. You got to like. That's how I feel about Charlotte. Center I think that's though. how I feel about you, like me. I'm like, oh, thanks. Appreciate it. Um, so you say Charlotte. Wow, okay. You say Charlotte to Smackdown. SmackDown. Who else? Uh, from who, the Raw roster. What did you read about? Like, what would you hear on the, on well, my the hotlines? Uh, Who would you hear on the hotlines? Attention, hotline fans. Who would you hear on the hotlines? <laughs> oh. Uh, Rusev, when he comes back from injury, I, like I think it. he would do well in SmackDown. I like that. I think you're right. Get him in the uh, I agree intercontinental with that. picture. I think that's a good idea. Again, like I said earlier, kids, uh, the thing is this. This is like trying to predict the end of a movie that you don't know. It's a needle in the haystack. This is different. Like any pay-per-view trying to figure out the finish, unless you cheat and listen to some of these shows who have people who stooge things from the company, then you'll know the answer. I don't do that. And I'm hopefully that I've let you the world know how my audio producer and biz dev guy, Dennis Jones, is. Hopefully Dennis stopped doing that because you've been caught, pardon the pun, red-handed. Let's be honest. Uh, Will you stop? You have. Yeah. Red-handed. The uh, nerd. I'm a racist. Lavar Ball. Look at you, Taz. <laughs> red-handed. How dare you? <laughs> Who else? You said, uh, you said Charlotte, and that's what you said. Yes, Charlotte Rusev. Oh, Rusev, you said too. That's right. Either the New Day or Enzo and Cass. I I agree. I think Enzo and Cass with the uh, with the um, with the uh, what do you call it? Usos is is good is good business. I really do. It's so weird because I'm with you. I love Enzo and Cass. I love them, but they're stale and they haven't even won the titles yet. Because they're That's on TV too much. They're just on crazy. TV too much, and, they, and if they're not on TV. And they guys are making bank, dude. And good for them. I'm happy. They're making money, bro. I mean, they're doing a lot of spots. They're doing market-specific spots. They're doing they're doing uh, snicker spots, you know, uh, promotional KFC, spots, Avatar, KFC. They're doing a lot of big money stuff. And uh, they're making mad bank. So last thing they need to worry about is winning championships and making that kind of money because they're doing pretty good. I, and they've earned it. I'm not knocking those guys, but good for them. I mean, they've earned it because they've been working hard in NXT for a long time and stuff like that. So, you know, I give, give them credit. They weren't like out there humping the independents, but you know what? They spent a lot of time in the Indies. Enzo's been on my show a long time ago while he was in the NXT. And, um, and he talked a little bit about how he came up. It's interesting. You can find it at... TazShow.com, Taz one of the old uh, audios in there. Now, you don't think any of the uh, the Monday or Tuesday call-ups, the Ty Dillinger, Ty Dillinger Shinsuke, no. or the Revival would move, I, right? The only one I think, if, if I'm wrong and Miz doesn't move, then Knox moving. One of those guys is going to Raw, Nakamura or Miz. And now I'm thinking more and more, you have Miz go and you have Miz in a big angle with Kurt Angle. A big angle. It's, pardon the pun, yeah. It's a big, big, it could be big money. I'm telling you right now. Then that would mean you leave Nakamura. You don't want to have Nakamura. You don't want to have both Nakamura and Miz go after what you just did to Raw. One of them got to go. Um, you know, I, I mean, it could be Nakamura. I just think Miz has been totally just saturating the TV screen on SmackDown for a long time. And he's doing a great job. I love him. But it, it's only going to help him to move. Uh, and we've heard him talk about moving, too. 
And but I think in this case it's not a red herring. I think he is going to move. I really do. Uh, you know, Chan Man, L.A. You're on the Taz show. What up, bud? Hi, Taz. Hey, what up, bud? Hi, the minister of uh, minestrone man meat soup. <laughs> well delicious, said. Well delicious. Said. Well said. What's up, buddy? <laughs> I just had two observations about my boy Lumberjack. <laughs> Go ahead. But before I say this, I just want to say that I love you, Lumberjack, and you are my favorite producer that the Taz Show has ever had. Okay, now let me stop Chairman from. I'll send you the money. Do you understand later. what Chairman just did, right? <laughs> that's the setup. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's the setup before the massive dropping a bomb burial. That's what that is. I love when people do that. Go Brute. Oh, yeah, it's coming. Go ahead, Chan. Here we go. Observation number one. I have noticed that uh, when Taz asked uh, Lumberjack a question, he always sighs as if uh, he was frustrated. He'd go, Because ah. he's thinking. He's th- I'll answer for him. He, he's, <laughs> he's thinking, Chan. He, 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 does, he thinks slow. He's a very slow thinker. That's part of the reason. And he's hungry. And what was your other observation? <laughs> um, observation number two. I've also noticed that uh, the Lumberjack traded in the the copious notes or the reasonable reasonable notes for food. He doesn't the know that. He doesn't, Chan, he doesn't even know what you're talking about. He didn't pay attention to the Taz show when the captain was here. He has no idea what you're talking about. He really doesn't. <laughs> you're going to you're gonna have to explain. I'll tell him later. He, well, wait, so he replaced copious notes with food? Yes. Well, the reason I say this is because the other day when you were talking about, uh, when you were trying to tease what you were going to talk about later on in the show, yes. Lumberjack didn't take any notes about what you were what you were about to tease. So you guys are trying to figure out what you were trying to talk about later on. But observation. Actually, yeah, he should have actually taken notes. Notes are taken, Chan, man. Notes are taken. <laughs> oh, <my laughs> yeah, now, like five weeks into the gig, Chan, I, he's taking notes. Thanks, Chef Mike, for cooking. <laughs> what do I want for lunch? It's always about him putting over, like, Chef Mike and Anthony, his, his, his you know, grab-ass buddy. That's what it's always about. You know what I mean? Chan, I got to let you bounce, dude. Have a good weekend, bro. Uh, you too. Thank you. All right, Chan. We'll see you, pal. Yeah, we're getting ready to wrap the show up here. We got, we're very busy. Uh, it's been a very busy show here. That's for sure. Um, we got time for one more call, and then we're going to wrap this bitch up. Hey, Matt in California, you're on the Taz Show. What's up, Matt? Good moment, Taz. Good moment, Matt. And good moment, Thirsty Bennett. Oh, man, that is money. Yes. <laughs> Dirty Dennis! Oh my God, Matt! I love that you're sending me into the weekend with that. Oh man, Matt, you made my day. I've been, I've been, I've been thinking out about that one last week, but I couldn't call. Dude, it. Matt, that's so simple, but sometimes the simple things are perfect, and that is perfect. It's trite. It's trite. It's a little <laughs> trite, but I like it. It's trite. Good point. What's up, man? Uh, I just have a quick question. Uh, the word legend is used somewhat frequently. I don't want to say thrown around. Now, since, you know, you're from the business and everything and have used that word, what is, what would you say the criteria of a legend would be? Because, you know, you got Austin and Hogan and Rock and Triple H and them, but then, you know, kind of younger guys that have had legit runs like John Cena, Randy Orton, and Ed. Would you consider them legends? Or is there you know, 
an age thing? I, I think, I, first off, first thing? off, not not to put it in a, it's a good question by you, Matt. Um, and I think, I think first off, and thank you for calling, I think age is a little part of it, but I also think you got to be done. I don't, I don't, I mean, I know people throw around living legend a lot, and that's a cool, it sounds cool, just like Dirt Sheet Dennis sounds cool. But living <laughs> legend, you know, that sounds cool, but I believe in you got to, and, and I think living legend means you're just still alive and you're in your prime, or you're still wrestling. I think wrestlers on a shoot, if you're going to be looked at as someone who is a legend, should be past tense. He was a legend, or he's the legendary, or something like that. It, 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 I think you need to be retired. I think someone like Undertake, Undertaker is the exception to the rule. I, he's one of the few that is legendary while he was still competing, but he was on a very minimal schedule, as we all know. And now he's retired. But So I think legend... Um, it's tough to sit here and say, well, who's a legend, who's not? I mean, it's subjective, right? I mean, beauty's in the eye of the beholder, you know? So, I mean, I, I mean, some of the names that I would rattle off out of my mouth, uh, or just before I say names, and then I'm wrapping this show up, uh, to be a legend, I think you need to be a top guy or girl in a certain company. Um, you need to have held, I think you should have at least been a world champion on some level. If it's your tag team wrestler, or if you're a cruiserweight, or if you're a female, a, a women's champ, or a world champ, I, I do think you need to have held a championship or a couple of them. I think that's important. I think that you need to made a lot of money. I think that's important. Um, I think you need to have been a main eventer more than two or three times. Uh, I think you. I, I think those are legends. I think legends are guys that. Uh, and it's not just WWE, I, 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 uh, but if you're going to name mainstream guys, I mean, sure, HPK, he's a legend. Uh, sh- you know, in no particular order here, okay? Um, uh, Steve Austin, he's a legend. Uh, Undertaker, he's a legend. The Rock, he's a legend. Um, I, I, I would say uh, Cena is, when he's done, done, he's a legend. He is, no matter if you guys like it or not. He's shown, even as he got older... The style matches he can have with younger guys, guys that people say he can't go with that guy, and he's proved everybody wrong. And he's been a top dog forever. He, when he's done, he'll be considered a legend, and he should be considered a legend. He's the first battle Hall of Famer, ain't no doubt about it. Randy Orton, another guy. When he's done, he's a legend. He's a legend. Seriously. I think the big show should be looked at as a legend because he's been on top, and for a guy his size, working for all different type people, championships, um, uh, uh, and especially in WWE, his true loyalty to the company. He's a legendary figure. He was the next Andre the Giant and pushed and promoted that way. That, guys, is a lot of pressure. That's a lot to live up to. Ask Michael Cole. You have to follow the voice of Raw, which was JR for all those years, the Hall of Famer. JR is is, is a legend. Michael Cole had to follow that. I know it sounds like a weird comparison, the way that Big Show had to follow Andre the Giant. And they both, I feel, Cole and Big Show, in their respects, did great jobs. And when they're both done, should be considered legends. Cole and Big Show. For sure. And I think Big Show is done now. Um, I'm naming WWE talents, but there's obviously other people that could be considered legends. So, I mean, but he Matt brings up a good point because it's a little... The word is thrown around a lot. Uh, Sting, the icon Sting. Well, he's a legend. Sting, even though 
the bulk of his career and his prime, he was nowhere near a WWE. Doesn't matter. His success in the NWA and WCW and, and TNA, excuse me, and TNA, the guy's a legend. Ain't no doubt about it. You know, I, th- I think Kevin Nash should be looked at as a legend. I do. I definitely think Kevin Nash, I think JBL, they call him the legendary JBL. He is. JBL has had a lot of championships. I've called a lot of his matches. He's a legend. There's no doubt about it. He should be in the Hall of Fame. You know, I know he's a company guy. They love him. And I'm sure he'll be in the Hall of Fame. I guess they're just waiting. But he, he should be in the Hall of Fame. He's not, right? I don't think he is. The Booker T, he's a legend. Booker, you know, his success, um, his championships in WCW, into WWE, before that, even before WCW, um, and, and during his prime and his push, I mean, uh, just to be frank, there, there were not a plethora of African-Americans getting that kind of success. Not saying there was anything uh, foul play, but, you know, he broke down some walls, and you know, and obviously guys before him, uh, other Afri- great African-American wrestlers for sure. I'm not just saying Booker, but Booker in a newer day and age did. Uh, I-, I consider Booker a legend. You know, uh, Kurt Angle, he's a legend. Ain't no doubt about it. Hall of Fame or not, he's in the Hall of Fame now. He's no, as we know, but pff, you don't need no Hall of Fame to be a legend. You know, these guys are legends. There's no doubt. Um, you know, I'm, I'm trying to think guys that were not, I mean, you know, I didn't expect this person to call and say this, but I don't want to just wrap the show up and have thoughts. Um, is there anyone that you disagree with that I said, Dennis, from a fan's perspective? Big show. I Really? Huh? You don't agree? See, like, and I think this is what the caller was getting at. Legend is reserved for, like, the elite of the elite. Like, mm. almost Mount Rushmore. I mean, obviously Mount Rushmore is only yeah, four, but, like... I think you're pushing it. Like, the... I think you push because I don't think the guy meant Mount Rushmore. I mean, the guy, I, the guy's saying legends. He's, he didn't say like who's the best, who's the top five of all time. He didn't say right, that. Right, right. But I like in my eyes, legend is like the like big Big Show was was great. He's had a longevity. He's had it all. Like successful the whole nine. But there wasn't that like for me, legend is that one thing that pushes you over the like immortal almost. Hold on. Obviously, Hulk Hogan's in this Legends commerce. He's a legend. Yes. And Randy Savage, these guys are Bret Hart, obviously. I'm, I'm leaving some people out, but back to Big Show. Let, let me, let me kind of, again, reiterate what I said. I promise you, I've witnessed it, and I can assure you how difficult it is and was in to try to appease Vince McMahon that you are the next Andre the Giant. People, fans, do not understand the amount of respect and love that Vince had for Andre. People don't know. I promise people don't know. They think they know. They have no idea. Vince adored that man. Respected Andre to the levels that you wouldn't believe. To have someone like Big Show that you want to be your next Andre, and he does a pretty good job of, he did a pretty good job in a lot of years, Big Show. That was a lot of pressure on Show. And I think that he is a legend. In my opinion, I've worked with him, wrestled him. I, I haven't talked to the man in years. Shared a locker room with him many times. Shared conversation with him many times. I feel his body of work, he's a legend. I, you're entitled to your opinion. But I'm going to keep defending him. You could keep putting him up. You could keep saying, give me another reason. Why? 
Was Andre the Giant a legend? Yes. Yeah. Because he was he was the first of the the massive. Not right. that I mean, obviously, Big Show wasn't a hack. He was. You, oh, you got the body. You, yeah, 18, you have the body you got. Whatever, you can't. Yeah. Nothing you can do there. But for me, and it's like it's like we said. It's beauty's in the eye of the beholder. For me, legend just. I think Big Show's career speaks for itself. Like everything you said is one hundred percent spot on. But for me, legend is just. I put him in that Kane. Like I don't think Kane's a legend. I think what Kane's done is incredible. But it's, it's not. It's not legendary. Like it's, it's not. But I think Big Show, and I and I love Kane. I, I he's a great guy, and he's he's had a, he's made a lot of money, and very successful. I, I I don't want to get into who's not a legend. I don't want to get into and that's that because it, it comes but, off but like I, we're, we're burying. I, I, I gotta him be or on, not. I gotta be honest. I, I know. I'm just. I think that that Big Show was pushed at a different level than Kane was. That's not Kane's fault. I'm just and. I'm telling you the truth. He was. I, I'm telling you. As an announcer, I know he was. Yeah, I mean, so, you were there. So I, <laughs> I really strongly feel Big Show's a legend. And I and I know what the caller uh, Matt was saying, um, and he's right. And, and from California, Matt, and and we're kind of chatting it up here a little bit before we wrap up. Yeah, legend is thrown around a lot. It is. But on some of these names, it's apropos. They are legends. You know, um, I, I also, you know, you could look at guys that were in the NWA that were never that never had big six like huge success in in you know in WWE. Uh, on Anderson Tully Blanchard, are they legends? I would say yes. Oh, I would say yes too. They are definitely legends. Ron Garvin was a legend. These are guys that <laughs> were studs and great performers, and these are legends. Those are legends. See, I think fans' perspectives are like you. Obviously, your knowledge is beyond anything that I'll ever get. JBL was another one. I not a legend for me. Yeah. For not great legend. Hall, Hall of Famer. See, that's the thing. Like, there's Hall of Famers, and then there's legends. I hear you. I, I hear you. I mean, that's, that's how I interpret no, I legends. I, look, and again, I, even though I have a lot of experience and, and years and years and decades and all that and done all this, I can't sit here and say, you are wrong. It's your opinion. It's subjective. Yeah. Like I said, it, it is it's subjective. And I can't say you're wrong. I can tell you reasons why I think you're wrong or any fan out there. But doesn't make you wrong, and it doesn't make if a fan disagrees with me, doesn't make them wrong. But it also doesn't make me wrong. So don't don't come at me, anybody, and say you're wrong. Big show. I mean, not on Twitter. Uh, JBL's not a legend. Okay, well that's your opinion. I, I I know. I've watched live some of these names I've mentioned. Audience react to them all over the world in the building as I was on headphones. I've I've watched the pressure on some of these men that I'm naming. So that's why, and I'm telling you as a storyteller, a guy who used to still tell stories for a living as a broadcaster in pro wrestling, in the WWE and in TNA, I can assure you certain wrestlers, the better guys, their stories are easy to tell. And some of those names I mentioned, their stories were always easy to tell on the air. So I'm giving you it from that perspective too. It's deep. It's not just an opinion. Like, well, I like blue cars better than black cars. No. My deal's a little deeper than that. <laughs> so, but it's not just NWA. Like, 
ECW. So you hear a lot of phone around about ECW legends. Let me, let me tell you, like the thing that I think when people talk about ECW legends, there are several guys out of ECW that are le- legends, several acts and wrestlers that are legends. And I'll tell you why. And this is the one I'm going to close the show with. And I want you guys to understand what I'm about to tell you. It's a lot harder. It's a lot harder. Or it was a lot harder. Or it is a lot harder. To build a legendary status or, or a, an over feel in an ECW back then than it is in a WWE because of lack of resources and lack of TV penetration. And the lack of motivation, what powerful seven-figure, that's over a million dollars, seven-figure payoffs. We didn't have that. And we had very minimal, very minimal resources. One hour a week on TV. So, and you could say the same for a lot of the NWA wrestlers or AWA wrestlers that you want to sit and think of who's a legend. So I, I know... You know, for me, like in ECW, uh, some people that I feel were legends. I, I no particular order. I'm just going to name names. I, 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 I say Shane Douglas. I say Raven. I say Sabu. I say Van Dam. I say Tommy Dreamer. I say uh, the Dudleys. I say I'm talking about Axe here. Um, you know, I mean. You're I not going to say yourself, I, I, but you're in there. I, I, I think Joey Styles is a, a legend coming from, you know, this guy was calling matches. A lot of those matches on TV, you heard him call. He was calling at 2, 3, 4 o'clock in the morning in someone's basement in Westchester County and bringing emotion out. I mean, you know, that's lack of resources, guys. He's not sitting in the Citrus Bowl for the 75,000 people. I'm telling you, and I'm going to curse because I have to make it. It has to come out from my body passionately. That's not easy okay <laughs> trust me trust me that's not so think about the resources lack of resources and um and what we call reach what's reach before i wrap this thing up I feel like i've been saying that for a half hour reach well in ecw or let's even say nwa right you didn't have that same reach especially ecw that guys in wwe had Meaning the amount of people, how far the TV, for let's say it in real, minis- real um, stripped-down terms, how far the satellite feed goes, which is a ridiculous statement, but that makes some novice folks understand, without being facetious, what reach means. Is there a better way to explain reach? We, we use that a lot in radio industry, reach. Like, the audience you can get a hold of. Right, there you go. Thank you. That's a better way to put it. ECW is a very minimal reach. Okay? My show here has minimal reach compared to broadcast radio shows. Because you have to find me. You have to tell your friend or family or cousin or aunt or uncle about me. Where you could be driving in your car and say, oh, wow, look at that. It's, you know, Boomer Cotton. Oh, wow, look at that. Oh, wow. It's, uh, uh, you know, uh, Evan Robertson, Joe Beningo. Oh, that's cool. You know, I'm just saying, like, where you, you can't do that with me. So I have less of a reach. And podcasting in general has less of a reach. But I'm digital programming beyond podcasting. Still is a limited reach. You have to find me. Well, that's how ECW was. You, you had to find it. <laughs> and where WWE is everywhere. Everywhere. 
So think of those things when you think about legends too, guys. I hope I gave you a lot of insight on this, and I'm done talking. And I'm going to go into the weekend, and um, I don't know. That's really what I'm going to do. I'm just going to go into the weekend, and uh, that's that. So I appreciate everybody listening to the show this week and checking it out on social media and engaging with me and calling my show all week. I appreciate it from everybody here on my team. We appreciate that very much. And uh, everybody uh, jumping on, having a good time this week. I think we had a good, good bunch of uh, good bunch of shows this week. Hope you guys enjoyed this one and uh, catch up on the Taz Show during the weekend. Uh, you know, uh, you can basically just go at TazShow.com and find a bunch of shows or play.it and catch up to this, this week of shows. Spread the word and go on iTunes and give your boy a little uh, review on the iTunes audio. Put a son bitch over for once. Enjoy your free lunch. All right, for everybody here at the Taz Show, I'm Taz. You're not. Adios. And to be honest, I don't even have a top ten. Me against the world, I've been doing what I really love. Haters been hiding behind the screen, man, they movie cuts. And when I'm back at home, it never feels the same, cause we've been doing our own thing, trying to stay up. I want to go back to days with no grades. We ordered the kids meal, play ball, that's all day now. I'm stuck looking at this Instagram page, but these likes on my picture and getting paid now I've been wondering where the party at Cause all of my concerns Got me wondering where they got the Bacardi at So go and pour another drink Just to get away We gotta live it up Carolina here to stay I'm hoping now